Okay, episode 93 of High Drop coming at you with AJ Aljafre, a repeat podcast guest for us. You know him as the Parkour Journal on Instagram, and he had reached out to me to talk about some of the things concerning the American election and the political climate here, as well as the sort of relevant kind of recent controversies in the parkour community. And I was excited to, to have him on because, um, you know, he had come out as someone who's in support of Trump for president of the United States. And it's not something that I am in support of, but I was excited to open my mind to that. And we talk about that in the episode. We talk about some of the heat that he got in his announcements of and just advocacy for, for, you know, the Trump campaign and more importantly. And I think, you know, if you're going to listen to this, you know, try to understand where it is you're coming from, why you want to listen to AJ, why you want to listen to me talk about these things. You know, we're a couple of parkour athletes and growing adults as well, you know, with real perspectives and points of view. However, um, you know, as we talk about in the episode, it's important sometimes to ask yourself some questions about what it is that you intend to get out of this episode. And I think it just becomes more powerful when you do, when you do that. And so um, <clears throat> just because it's been a hot topic and because he's received some of the negative backlash on some of the things that he said, um, you know, I thought it was exciting to open this conversation up because it's something that needs to be had you know, if we're going to move forward as a community, not just within the parkour community, but in America and then globally. And so I think we touch on all of that, which is really wonderful. And I really appreciate AJ's perspective, his mind, his spirit, his point of view, and um, just the power he brings to the table as an athlete as well. So much love to him. We've, we couldn't be, you know, we go, we go deep again. AJ and I always talk forever, it seems like. And, and well, it doesn't seem like forever, but we just end up talking for a long time. And so I hope you guys stick with this one to the end and you enjoy it as much as I did. Here you go. Oh, so r- early April is roughly when we last t- spoke. It wasn't shut down, though, at that time. Oh, it was shut down. It must have, oh, like, my goodness. Yeah, because we did it over Zoom. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I came back to yeah. do Zoom podcasting. I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to get anyone in studio now for a minute. So. Wow. That's so crazy, man. COVID opened yeah, the door in a way for us. Well, I opened a gym since then. That's You've cool. opened a gym? Yeah, <laughs> man. I don't want to uh, surprise you. So, you know, we can just cut in whenever um, and just get into it. Because oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it, man. I have things I would like to address. You got some things, dude. We got some and things. Yeah, but yeah, we were, we were just catching up here because we were just talking yeah. about how like the last time was April that we spoke. You've opened a gym. You got Believe, Commit, Achieve now in yeah. full steam how was that doing that during covid uh it's good man we like we almost put a pause on it for a minute and then uh we were just looking it's pretty crazy how things just fall into place like it was almost perfect uh we were like you know what we're in the middle of a shutdown let's just let's just go for it and it's me uh juan and then his fiance victoria and mm-hmm. uh i found we looked at one place here in my town and we ended up signing that lease. And then, uh, someone donated the spring for, for free. Um, oh, wow. and we, another parkour gym shut down in the area. So we bought like half their stuff for really low cost and 
just kind of all felt felt into a good place and now we're making rent it's just insane i don't, I don't even i can't even explain how dude just i'm a christian you know mm-hmm. thank god <laughs> played his part and we just are moving in a way that's slow we're not trying to um it feels like very natural uh going through parkour and trying to force all of this for the past seven years like making stuff and trying to just you know make something out of it and then this one kind of venture in parkour was just so natural and it was like wow that was it it's like the alchemist story you know you turn around and it was at home the whole time (laughs) i don't know if i (laughs) wait wait i'm not sure if i get that reference actually wait one second what the hell oh i lost you on that i I muted myself an accident okay um uh i said i didn't quite get that the alchemist story what did you you mean the way you just turn around and what um have you okay so i've read the alchemist the, but i don't know if i'm getting that right now maybe i forgot something kind of like uh how he had to go on this long journey just to figure out oh yeah yeah everything was at home yeah the classic, you know, the classic my, heroes yeah yeah the bro, yeah. siddhartha is the same deal sort of you know yeah there's a bunch dude, of exactly. really great books I, um that tell that story yeah it's it's crazy man because like you uh uh and i can say it was like everything leads you to exactly where you're going to be right now. And I spent two and a half years living in my car, just focusing on dropping from really high places. <laughs> and then, so whenever I came home and I was like, Oh, I want to open a gym, signing a lease on a real estate was like nothing. It's yeah. like butter. <laughs> it's like, this is going to be, you nothing. were born in the darkness <laughs> forged in it. Oh shit. We we're losing your connection. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay i got you I got you back you got sorry you. this oh. we got a bit of a spotty connection unknowingly but oh how are we now we're good we're good i can hear you cool i'm just gonna stop you sometimes yeah. if i can't something that really uh i guess one of the main things i wanted to address was like i recently posted my political views yep yep yeah bold move and uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's sorry if I go off on a tangent. Just no, I mean, <laughs> just no. I think it's it's perfect. You know, like just to segue a little bit, like for a little backstory, like you reached out, you're like, let's talk about this, let's talk about yeah. the the polarization of of the, you know, this the country we're both living in, and also just like you know, we're seeing some of that reflected in the community these days, and we're seeing it reflected uh, just all over the world. And, um, yeah. and obviously, yeah, you, you came out as a, uh, pro Trump, um, advocate and yeah. I shouldn't say came out. Right. Because like, it's almost like, a it that's feels like, like, but I it feels that out. way. Right. So, um, you, you, but you, you shared your, your viewpoint and, um, and I think you just, I don't know, actually you reached out and I won't, uh, yeah, you tell me like what else, you know, what is the motive behind that? And I'm, I really appreciate it. I actually really appreciate that you reached out to me because, I love doing this kind of stuff organically. And I think if, again, yeah. like if someone has something they want to share on here, it makes me super excited. Cause, um, Oh man, I've heard a lot of your episodes and I was like, you'd be the perfect person to call. Like I, I've, you know, we haven't gotten to spend a lot of time in person, but you're really genuine with people. So, you know, I, I feel like I, I mean, with the amount of people I've spoken to and the responses I've gotten, I was like, man, I spoke to Brandon about the craziest things last time. And he was just like, <laughs> tell it <laughs> you know like so yeah. i was like why not man you're, well, you're, yeah no i appreciate you saying yes like because it's uh it's it's really interesting how that works like the 
the parkour community, man. I uh, I love the parkour community. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're, it's you know you love it too. It's this amazing thing. Of course. Um, but the whole Trump thing started back in uh, 2016. Actually, I met you whenever I was uh, first starting to support Donald Trump. Oh really? Uh, and yeah, at yeah. Apex International. Oh, the international, of course. Yeah. Big event. Good times. Yes. And I was I had already made a bet with some friends like $150 worth of a bet between all of us mm -hmm. that Donald Trump was going to win because he was my guy in 2016. I was like, mm -hmm. I see what he's doing in Michigan. I see what he's doing in Pennsylvania, talking about bringing steel industry back and bringing manufacturing back. And people were resonating with that. And uh, I, it was weird. I was in Colorado and it was the first time that I realized like that there is a section of the parkour community that isn't really about freedom of thought. You know, we're all about creativity, diversity, and and putting our, ourselves out there mm -hmm. unless, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's this little group in there that's just like unless. And uh, I remember I was sitting at a bar after the Apex International and everyone was like talking about Bernie. And uh, and I'm, I'm sitting there just listening, you know? And then Trump came in the conversation and it just went so bad. It was like, he's so stupid. He's racist. He's um, xenophobic, all, all these random things. And I'm like, I must be getting something different in Texas. Like I have to be, mm -hmm. and, and I understood that. So I didn't say anything. I was just like, I'm not going to try. It was weird. Cause I felt almost like I was blocked of my freedom of thought. I couldn't sit in that bar with parkour athletes, you know, of all people and be like, I support Trump without probably have, you know, I should have given the benefit of the doubt and, and had tried, but you know, as, I did on Instagram. <laughs> I lost, you know, three thousand followers. Um, oh, did hundreds of messages. Oh, yeah. Um, tons of people calling me racist. Tons of people, and, and this, I'm not, I'm not trying to play victim to it. I mean, I knew what I was doing. I, I've seen it happen. Yeah. To people not, you know, but I was like, you know what? Like, I've actually read on the legislation that I support, uh, and I, and I disagree with certain things that are happening in the U.S. and and if if I can't speak my mind. Like, what's the point, you know, like, what's the point in being a part of a community that you, you are closed off from your own thought? Like, <laughs> so whenever I did that, it, I had a lot of people, you know, I had people that I've trained with and competed with and follow me. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, did my words hurt that bad? Like, I didn't, if you go and look at the, the captions too, I feel like I didn't even say it in a rude way. I was just like, yo, Trump 2020, I support everybody. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean well i think yeah i mean i don't know i don't know i couldn't speak uh, for them for sure right um why certain people you know choose to unfollow you know others with differing political views um there's so many reasons why that could happen right they could be they could be annoyed or like they, they, it could be it could be so many millions of things right like i i tend to go the other way like i'm here Partially, you know, one of the reasons why I said yes is because I get very curious when I have someone that I, you know, respect and I am curious to see, like, why, you know, why do we differ? Like you said, when you were like, all right, well, I must be getting some kind of different information in Texas or I must if yeah. it's this disparate, like if there's this wide a gap between people that have this much in common with, then there must be something I don't know. And yeah, and that for me, like I've never been like very passionate one way or the other on this on this topic. Um, and that's partially because I just don't pay as much attention as people like you even. So, uh, 
that's another reason. I'm like, okay, here's a chance for me to get educated. Here's a chance for me to get um, a different side of the, the world, like a different perspective of what's going on in the world. And I think that's really valuable, especially in a format like this and in a place where I can, you know, just really feel feel it out. I mean, it'd be great if you were in here in studio too, but, right. you know, yeah. but uh, <laughs> it's just like, I'm, I, that's like one of the benefits, I think, to someone differing your opinion. You know, there's a, there's a thing that I think is there's a lot of value in where people are always like surround yourself with like-minded folks, right? That's a long, old, like wise bit of wisdom or whatever. That's a, something yeah. people often tell you is like surround yourself with like-minded individuals. And I, I agree with that. And at the same time, I think that now more than ever, it's important to surround yourself with unlike-minded people. <laughs> like, yeah, I actually think that's a really high value thing to do with your life right now, because there is so much that's undiscovered that to, to want to live inside, um, any, any kind of bubble, you know, if you're going to yeah. call it that for of people like, again, you're not going to maybe get as much done if you're concerned about production and, you know, you don't want to be having these conversations long winded, trying to understand each other when you're trying to get shit popping or whatever. If you're trying to make yeah. things happen in the world, you need you need that cohesion. Um, but I just, you know, I see that we need to talk about this other side of that coin, which is like you need to also challenge your viewpoints. You need to challenge um, yeah. your thinking. And that's how you're going to grow and expand and have a better, you know, understanding. Yeah. And that's, so, it, so that's I, 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 I find people that view things differently, me very high value, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. And, and what really blew my mind was like, <laughs> people don't understand. Like I, I support Trump, but I, I went to, a, I went and protested at a black lives matter rally. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do that. Like that's, <laughs> you, you don't have to be a, um, in an echo chamber of, you know, that's the complete opposite of parkour. Like to me, parkour is like being able to move through every obstacle and, and understand what the best thing, it, the most strategic thing to do is. And mm -hmm. to me, there's like, I agree with a lot of like the Black Lives Matter movement, or, or I agree with the, the sentiment Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. but do I agree with the, the incorporated business behind it, the 501c3? No probably not because they their their funding is directly to act blue charities which is a democratic uh which to me personally i'm not republican i'm just more conservative so i, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the policies of who they're going to back after someone donates to them mm -hmm. um but i do agree with the sentiment and i think that it's it's appalling in the u.s that they have now created a culture that <laughs> you can make a brand called Black Lives Matter. And if you don't agree with the brand, then you're speaking against the sentiment of those three words. And and I had to really separate those and be like, so I was going to, because I, I also, you know, if you look at the stats, uh, the amount of unarmed black men killed in 2019 by police officers was nine. It's not thousands. It's, it, you know, for, for 320 million people, and police officers out there doing a really hectic job. I mean, I have family in police. Another reason why I can't I can't just be okay with a culture war on police because I know mm -hmm. that a lot of them are out there doing their job correctly. You know, they're and, and they're actually good citizens. A lot of them are ex-war vets, and they've gotten to see a a, a terrible Iraq or in Afghanistan or, or even before that. You know, the older cops. 
And so I have to feel for everyone whenever it comes to this, you know, because I have experience of having friends that are police and then, you know, I also have black friends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I went and I protested because I feel for, you know, my, my friends that feel that way. But then I also have to post how I feel because I have friends that are cops. And so they make society is this weird, like polarizing thing where, where do the people like me fit in? You know, like my dad is from Jordan. I'm, I'm half, I'm half Jordanian. I'm, I'm, I'm not even a white guy. You know, it's like, where does it fit in for someone who's not white, who has a police officer and his family and ex Iraq war veteran and black friends? <laughs> it's like, you know, so when it, it's like, I'm in a place where if I speak my mind, I'm just hated automatically. And it's like, and not by everybody, but by very polarized people. And, and to me, it's like, no, I, I think black lives matter, but I also think police lives matter. And I think most police officers are genuinely out there trying to protect people and, and, you know, do general good for society. And, and that was the first thing that really set me off, like of being like, okay, I need to speak my mind more because whenever black lives matter happened, you know, people were just crapping on police officers. And I was like, dude, like, <laughs> this is wrong. Like, that's not how we treat this. It's actually showing everybody love in a sense being like, I appreciate that you work 12 hour shifts re- responding to domestic uh, violence, you know, calls all night or, mm-hmm. you know, being shot at and being able to handle it. Uh, I think it's really interesting because in 2016 here in Dallas, um, there was the, I forgot his name. Uh, there was a shooting at a Black Lives Matter protest in Dallas, Texas. Do you remember that? I, you know what? I, I don't, I don't, I don't have oh, okay. like, I don't have that close of a finger on the pulse of, of a lot of this stuff to be fair, you know, like, or to be completely honest. And like, again, yeah. you know, I'm going to put this probably in the little introduction to the episode is just like, I'm, I'm more here to listen and learn than I am here to, okay. you know, I don't really see myself as someone who should be listened to on such a topic at this time, because yeah. I'm still developing my opinion. I'm still developing my viewpoints and I have opinions yeah. and viewpoints um, they're pretty vague still because I know that I'm very much in the dark about a lot of what's happening and I'm taking this opportunity to really listen a lot more to, again, like the things that I haven't heard, like the things yeah. that the sides, the sides of the story that I haven't heard, the sides the, and trying to understand as much as I can um, outside of my, my worldview, because I think, you know, and you know, it, like, like for example, with um, with, with the pushback that you're getting on your on some of your posts, or the pushback that um, you feel like the Black Lives Matter is giving towards police, um, I think sometimes one of the traps will get caught caught in when we're when we're just hearing an opposing view is that we we feel threatened or we feel we get we, we can be easily be put on our heels. It feels like or put on the defensive, and we're like we need to push back. And I'm I'm kind of trying to see how far I can go and not and just like resisting that urge to push push and just absorb it and see what that feels like and see what where am I going wrong? Because I think like everyone gets a little overreactive, right? Reactive is like this term that's being thrown around a lot in conversation lately is the difference between responding and reacting. And I know based on like who my dad is and who I've been in my life that I, I can be quick to make a judgment quick to make a emotional um to have a feeling about something and then if i don't really sit with it for long enough 
then I have a hard time understanding, you know, really understanding what, what is the key point. And so what I'm getting at, I guess, is just that, yeah, like for the Dallas thing, I don't know what's going on. And, but I'm trying not to be like, I'm really just trying to reserve judgment, I guess, of, of all things. Like, I I think like more than ever, I'm like, okay, something is happening. I need to pay attention. And, um, that's, that's how it feels. You know, it feels like, you know, cause I mean, and I'll go at it in a Joseph Campbell, like hero's journey sense, like, you know, cause, cause we're all kind of like living our hero's journey. Right. So you have, you have black lives matter happen because of George Floyd. And so you're like, Oh, I really feel for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then you see, well, I see my brother-in-law having to go to work on extra shifts um, because everywhere's protesting and there were protests everywhere. So he's going to work. And, and then I see my, pregnant sister so stressed thinking that he might not come home one of these nights because of how much hatred there is towards police mm-hmm. so then i have to feel for him and for her yeah and, and and i'm in this place where i'm like spider-man and spider-man 3 trying to like be with mary jane still <laughs> kill the bad guy and deal with the the black suit you know and it's like uh i feel like everyone's kind of in a compromised position like that and and in some way or form you know what yeah. i mean like and and it's like you said, it's filling filling ourselves with more information and, and trying to figure out how we can proceed forward. And whenever I was posting about Trump, uh, it was really interesting because it's like there was no I would try and explain to someone like, hey man, like we could we could agree to disagree and that's totally you know, that's the beauty of America is like we're losing American individualism. That's so important. And and that goes along with christianity i mean people don't realize like founding fathers came here to for freedom of religion before Mm -hmm. taxes taxes were the second issue religion was the first and 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 with religion the 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 protestants that came over here the first thing that they did was freedom of speech And, and they wanted people to be able to speak their mind no matter what and freedom of thought and they shouldn't hurt each other to say how you feel and i get hate speech saying you support the president of the united states is not hate speech (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. saying yo man i like this guy's policies and i like where he's coming from and i don't think he's the problem that you're posing him to be a big thing that people don't realize is a lot of these uh, atrocities and tragedies are happening in democratically ran cities and, yeah. and people are pointing to the executive branch it's like you're gonna you're gonna point to the president of the united states because something's happening in seattle <laughs> yeah it's like well that's one of the things i i get i get really I really don't like this conversation when people start pointing the finger at red, blue, Dem, Republican, yeah. conservative, liberal, progressive yeah. or conservative. Uh, I think. Well, that's I, what. That, OK, th- so th- these, these not to cut you off. No, go okay, ahead. Go ahead. I only do that for people that want to speak in that context. Yeah, that's that's where I think. But in mm-hmm. all reality, it all goes back to American individualism. It's like, yeah. well, why don't we just look at that specific governor and mm-hmm. see what his policies are? Or why don't we look at that police chief? Or why don't we, like, identity politics is going to destroy everybody. If we always go red or blue, but then I have to speak in that context because people like to point to the executive branch. And it's like, well, if you're going to point the point the finger, let's point at the person that's actually running that state, that city, that that police station, the, the mayor of the town. Um, there, there's so much there that people just, there's this weird stigma that whoever's president is responsible for everybody. It's like, 
no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's yeah, the presidency. And this is one of the reasons why I don't keep such a close finger on politics, although I'm actually finding it more and more important to do so, especially with these times like it's kind of forced on you. But also genuinely, I'm like seeing the value there because. Oh, man, there's so much here to bite into, but it's like. If we don't want these conversations to be red, blue, you know, I'm looking at the debate and um, I watched the recent one. And um, all I have to say is like, well, not all I have to say, but one of the things I noticed was just like this, the conversations that they're having, they're so far below the conversations that people have every day online on podcasts. And in, in, in my opinion, they're so far below the kinds of like high level thinking that is happening in the world that it's, it's just, it feels like politics. And this has always felt this way for me. It's so it's, it's, it's dragging behind because it's in a way I see it as more of a symptom of like where society is at than the cause. Like I'm not going to point the finger at the president. The president to me is like, it's, it's like an expression of the public's current stage of development. And right now I feel like where we're at is indicative of kind of like what kinds of people we're considering to be our leaders. And personally, I think that like, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of work to be done still because there's in, in my view, like, you know, I've, I've just got different ways of viewing the world. And like, I, I think America is great and I don't want to be ungrateful for all the work that has happened to create a life that I can even make statements like these. And, and yeah. I don't want to be disregarding of that. However, I've always felt from like day one of my consciousness, as far as I can remember that I've had thoughts about this kind of thing that, that, we need to get beyond national politics. And right now it's like the conversation to me needs to be more about where we're doing for the globe and what we're doing, like bickering between political parties within a nation. It seems a little myopic at, at, at this stage in the game in terms of like what we know about the world, what we yeah. know about development and what we know and like what we can all hear from each other. And I think right now we're just still letting the noise is still, yeah. the noise is still erupting because yeah you get voices like Black Lives Matter coming out of the woodwork. It's like, okay, now people are gonna listen to us because they can't not, you know, you can't stifle this stuff with yeah. the, the age of the internet. And I think it's important I, to let that ex fully express. I think it's important to like, let everything fully express, you know, American yeah. individualism, individualism in general, and, and yeah. collectivism. You know, I think again, there's a, there's a line that people will often f draw in the sand between uh, collective collective kind of viewpoint and an individualistic viewpoint and yeah. like everything that i'm seeing you know the patterns i'm recognizing is like we got to get past these this or that we got to get yeah. past like it's black and white it's red or blue it's collective yeah. versus individual it's always both and we kind of yeah. have to start realizing where the value lies in both and and we can't do that if we don't respect someone coming out on one side of the coin or the other you know, I think that's a, that's a huge point that what you're making is like, you still have to be able to respect somebody because it starts yes. with that. It starts with the foundation of love and respect. If you're dismissive, dismissive isn't even that bad, but if you're like downright, you know, um, nasty or, or, um, vindictive yeah. or vengeful when you're then you're reacting, you know, again, that's the difference yeah. between reaction and response. I, and you know, I don't, I don't have the answers here. I'm just saying like, it's hilarious to no, me because it. like, 
it, I have, I, and again, I'm going to have some fucking, who knows what, because we shouldn't have yeah. to put our fucking opinions in our pockets and hide them. Right. But like, yeah. here's the one that I'm a little bit shy about right now, because I was just listening to Kanye West on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I'm like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Kanye West of all the presidential candidates, and I'm not trying to make a fucking big statement, but I'm like, of all the presidential candidates I've listened to, which is basically three, him and, you know, the two um, yeah. front runners, Kanye West is actually talking about things that I am interested in. And, you know, and he's talking, he's talking about in things in a way that I'm like, that's going somewhere, even if they're not maybe as coherent as yeah. everyone wants them to be all the time. Yeah, it's at least more coherent in a way because it's a it's a point of view that's founded on a little bit more love and a little less fear as far as I can tell. Whereas, yeah. you know, in the debates, obviously, that's kind of a hostile setting for anyone to have a conversation. It's a, it's a debate. And I think that yeah. that whole platform and paradigm is a little bit. Um, it, it, again, we're 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 ready, I think, to upgrade a lot of our systems. And it, it's it's really yeah. hard because it's a big ask. It's a huge ask. Yeah. And that's why I think there's so much so much hostility and stuff right now, because we're like we know everyone knows it's time to like upgrades things and we can't yeah. lose what we've built. I, I, and I think you're, you know, it's interesting. I, I listen to the Kanye podcast too. And, uh, um, it's because he was truly connecting with you. That's it. Mm -hmm. He was just connecting with you without you having to be there. It's like me and you, he was talking in a way that you were hearing him like me and you're sitting here talking now. And he was talking about ideas that you wanted to hear without you having to tell him. And, and, and that's because you know why he watches at what's happening in the world. And he understands what's happening in the world where you get a bunch of these, like to me, the whole point of, first off, I would vote for Kanye West over Trump if he was on all 50 ballots. <laughs> I've made that clear in my stories. Oh, like, really? I, I didn't I even. For Con That's yeah, amazing. I would vote for Kanye over Trump any day. I mean, I, <laughs> I keep up with Kanye fairly well. I, I, I see him creating his manufacturing in Wyoming. He moved out of Calabasas. Like, I, there's there's a lot going on there. And, he, he's an, a, and he's an industry guy. He's trying to make stuff in the USA. And, um, and there's that. He understands American individualism, which I think that the second or the person who has the most ability to become president at the moment would be Donald Trump, where if you actually look at Donald Trump's history, dude, the dude's a hero, man, like in a sense, like employs 22,000 people. Um, you know, he he signed one of the first women to build a skyscraper or contracted one of the first women to build a skyscraper in New York City. He uh I mean, he, he's all over the map in the history and the media has painted him to be this guy that he's just not. And it's like, to me, it wasn't even, I'm not even an apologist for Donald Trump mm -hmm. or Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is just, I wanted to be able to say how I felt. I don't care if someone votes for Bernie. I don't care if someone votes for Joe Biden. Yeah. I didn't care whenever people voted for Hillary. It's like, that's your right to do that as a citizen and I'll never judge you for it. Um, and whenever I tell someone that they're like, yeah, but man, it, it, like I had someone recently, they were like, if you could just lift the veil from your eyes and I'm like, that's not what I'm going for here. I'm, I'm not telling people to bully me into submission with it. You know, as Kanye said it himself, liberals can't bully me. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and to me, I, I, there is, and I don't mean liberal as in Democrat, Republican. I just mean the people that cannot handle freedom of thought right now and i think that's on both sides of the spectrum um uh but yeah that that kind of leads me to i think it's a culture thing 
it, it's a, you know, I, uh, one thing that really bothered people was I put that I was pro-life uh, and, and that really triggered some people. But to me, and just to clarify what I mean by pro-life is everything is led by a specific culture all the time. That's if you look in the history, like, I mean, he even says it in the Joe Rogan podcast, like Margaret Sanger was a white supremacist that, that used eugenics. She sterilized over 60,000 people. And, and, and she was, and yes, people say now Planned Parenthood is a completely different, you know, organization, but who created the culture to, to say that abortion is okay. It didn't used to be okay. What happened was something came into play. And so now, and it's funny, right? Because it used to just be a few weeks. It used to be like, okay, abortion's okay for a few weeks. Now we're up to six months in some states, some states, seven months. At what point, you know, because America is very fragile, at what point will it be a one and a half year old? You know, have your kid. If you don't want them, there's a 30 day back guarantee, you know? And it's like, <laughs> I, I hate to be that guy, but it's like, we said it. And then this is the, this is the, the most interesting part. It's somewhere down the line in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, they replaced pro-life with women's rights. And this is the red or blue plane here. This is one side of the spectrum that wanted to gain votes. So they said, this is women's rights because mm -hmm. a rule, a mob rule, wanted to push that through the DNC at the time. Now, a guy says that they're pro-life and a girl says, you can't speak about that topic. And it's like, well, no, the First Amendment allows me to say whatever I want. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and, and that's, yeah, I know, I agree with you 100%. Like, the, the, the idea that you can't speak about these things, that's ridiculous. And I don't think, like, we should even point to the First Amendment. I think, yeah. again, it's tough because these things yeah. are, like, just made up. Like, in a way, yeah. that's why it is so fragile. Like you're saying, it's like, well, that's not really what you were saying when you said fragile, but it is fragile because this shit is just made up. Like freedom, we think exists because we were born into it, most of us. And if you really start to yep. boil down and look at the issue, like if you do your research, and I'm not done my research, I've not like I'm, I'm beginning my research in far as far yep. as like really critically thinking these things out for myself. It takes a lot of time and effort, and. But, but what I've discovered and what I'm leaning towards right now is just you realize that none of this is right or wrong, like, except for what yeah. we tell people and what we decide is right and wrong as a, as a society. And, um, and damn, son, like, it's it actually, that's, that's terrifying to some people because I think they want it to, they want it to rely, like, well, the, the First Amendment is what? Just something some people made up, which is great yep. because it's, it's, it's yeah. a great thing that they made something up. <laughs> Um, it helped us get right. here, you know, <laughs> because before that, you know, there was no free speech. You would just get yeah. shot in the face probably if someone didn't like what you said. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that we've built up so far that has helped us get to a point where we can talk about them and start to deconstruct them and start to build something better. But um, it takes a lot of effort to really deconstruct it safely, I think, I because, again, it, it's not that. You know, people will say, well, if, it, if, if there's no right and wrong, then I guess I can just do whatever the fuck I want. And it's like, yes, yeah. you can. But that doesn't like you need to understand that that doesn't give you free reign to 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 be evil, you know, or to like yeah. act in completely self-interested ways. That's you, you have to understand that. 
you're you don't you don't really exist in a vacuum you know and yeah. so it, it but it's just so it's so tough for me to even speak on but it's just so much there because it's like you have so much responsibility as an individual to explore this path for yourself and I'm, I'm a huge proponent of individualism and i think that's what we needed in a big way um and i think this there's always a balance so there's always the other side of the conversation and the other side is what's our collective responsibility to to heal wounds that aren't ours to provide yeah. pr provide opportunities for the people to help pull them up into um a place where they can work their individual problems yeah. out more effectively Dude, and you'd be surprised with what you just said too, like the balance scale, mm -hmm. you'd be surprised at how many people are messaging me saying, I'm voting for Trump. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like tens of people. I've probably reached 100 people already mm -hmm. that are like, wow, like I would have never said something like this. And it's not that I'm, I'm happy that I said something about it. I actually don't like that. I spent three or four years trying to build a name in parkour and I basically just made it, you know, I would say the majority of the parkour community hates Trump. So it was just like, oh, well, that guy's a racist. You'd be surprised at the people who call me a racist too, you know, and I'll never name drop or anything like that. It's just, it's so funny. It's like, man, I thought you, I thought you were so well contained. And it's like, you didn't even call to ask. Like I called you to get on the podcast. It's like at any time, like we're in such a 24 seven world. It could have been like, yo man, call me. I want to talk to you about it. Hmm. And, 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 you know, someone that I've been able to, and I do want to call out the name because I, I love the guy and, I, and we talk frequently now. Uh, Daniel Die. You know, I don't Dan, know Daniel. He's on maybe Move I Mag. do. Move Mag. Uh, uh, sometimes it's yeah. hard for me to recognize a, a face. I mean, a name without a face. But I'll, I'll send you his Instagram. He okay. he he was one of the first people that was open to speaking on the phone with me, and I can say we've spoke for over twenty to twenty-five hours now on the phone. And he hears everything I have to say. And he, he's definitely not a Trump supporter, mm -hmm. but he'll still hear me and I'll hear him. And, and we're just real with each other. And then that doesn't happen all the time. Um, and it, I think that was really an eye opener for me that we just need to be able to have the conversation. Like I should be able to tell someone who I'm voting for and not, and it not be so crazy it should just be like oh that's cool man well i'm voting for this person and, and that should be it like i don't again like if it, let's say you were like hey jay i'm voting for bernie sanders i'd be like cool man why are you doing that and then you could explain it to me and i wouldn't have any preconceived judgment ready to go it mm -hmm. would just be understanding who you are at the moment it's like we always try to in this fast 24 seven world, we're, we're always trying to uh, scan everybody all the time and write people off as, and it's even to the point where we'll write someone off because they look like someone else, you know? Oh and, God, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've met someone that does that. They can almost compare someone to who they look like every time they see someone. Oh, that person looks like this, this, this. And it's like, if we're doing that on an image base, imagine what we're doing on the inside. We're just like, that person talked like this. He must be like this. And it's like, no. How about just take every single person as the as the person they're developing into as they're breaking through the fabric of time mm -hmm. like that's what destroys relationships and stuff is whenever like we go we don't let go of the person we don't get let go of, of who someone was yesterday or today at 6 p.m we got to be able to let go of who someone is 
as the seconds pass. Mm. Because if we can do that, then we'll always, t- you know, like we're always wanting to be, you know, I love everybody. I love everybody. And, and we're all trying to be our own little selves. And, you know, we'll all attach to certain things. Like there's a time that I, you know, wanted to dress just like Kai Willis. So I would, you know, I would get online and I get my little Hey, look, I'm wearing, just this is like my Kai Willis imitation I, outfit right you're here. You're wearing, yeah. You're doing it right, dude. I, I like literally. There were times that I wanted to to dress like certain parkour athletes. I wanted to look closer to a parkour athlete because I love the way that they move, and I wanted to get close to that. And, and and we should never be ashamed of that. I mean, and I don't. And I hope more people can talk like this and speak like this because I feel like they, the more that you start letting yourself out, then the more that you actually start letting go of the self altogether. And that's kind of the whole, mm. the whole point, right? Is to be able to let go of all of that. But the way that you do it is you dive in a hundred percent and you're going to go through the, the hero's journey to get there. Now that I've done that to enough people, including people that are dead, a lot of old dead guys, like I read a lot of like C.S. Lewis or J.R.R. Tolkien, it, now I can start seeing, man, if I'm becoming me now. And, 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 you know, I'll pick and I'll pick some things here and there, but I'm not trying to be anybody but myself. And, and in this case, who, who Christ wanted me to be. And, and, you know, and everyone else will have their person that they become as well. And that's the whole point. And, and, and that's why I align with Christianity so well is because a lot of people may not know this, but Christianity was the whole point at the end was our freedom to choose. Like mm. Christ was like, yo, like you got a choice either way, you know, and he's presenting you not with like a good job or a, or a better salary. He, he's, he's, he's presenting you with everlasting life or just do whatever you want while you're here. And he's like, but you get to choose. You're not forced to do anything. And so with my, that, the way that that persuades my uh, political views is, is I just want nobody playing God in my life. So I always lean towards the side that gives me the most freedoms. Like I don't want universal healthcare and, and I don't want guns to be taken away. And I want to be able to say what I want and not be censored. And I want, there's so many things there that, and I'm not saying Trump's the perfect person for it. Like I'm not, again, like I'll be a Democrat in 2024 mm-hmm. if that person is, leans towards more of what I want as mm-hmm. a person. Uh, I I voted for, for Barack Obama in 2012. I, I wasn't, you know, I'm not always. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're <laughs> like, I vote in, in the interest of like what I believe is, is right and true and aligned with like what you're what direction you're headed right and you're not yes. you're not you know you don't see yourself as affiliated to either party um yes except you know in the vague kind of way where it's like okay well right now this one is the one that align more with or i align more with um yeah respect that and i totally agree with you you got to be able to respect and try to understand don't write it off i think everyone is so quick to try to I think so many people listening or that will turn this podcast on or turn maybe not this one, but like lots of people's intent, their intent before they even like get, but they're clicking on it. And we know this because this is how Facebook pumps up their algorithms is they will show you something that you will engage with in a negative way. So the whole intention that most people are, you know, whether they're conscious of it or not, they are going into a consumption of content with the intent to make a judgment and write somebody off and feel emboldened in where their point of view is 
like they just it's it's like a drug you know they want to feel that dopamine hit of like that guy's full of shit or like i am so yeah. correct and like you know um Absolutely. and it's completely backwards because it's no there's no humility in that and you're not going to learn anything um yeah. i mean and there's value to it always like again it's never cut and dry completely you yeah. know there's a value to that because if you listen to everybody well you just fucking never have the time to like have your own thoughts or if yeah. you listen to everybody and you don't like recognize certain patterns then you'll be diluted you know it's with yeah. and, and in, you'll be in just submerged under like the noise because most people aren't coming at you with original opinions and thoughts. That's yeah. just the way the game is. Because I think the, what I've been fascinated with lately is, is just this idea of consciousness and developmental models of, of, of human psychology and consciousness. And, you know, I can't buy, say that I bought into it completely yet because I think it's, it's still just, I, I need to learn more, but there, there's very, studied reasons now apparently of like why people have certain points of view you know and there's things like the maslow's hierarchy of needs and like the different survival uh, okay. stages you get through that play into that basically and it's just fascinating to like study what is human what is human life and why do we have these reactions and why did we want to have and like what purpose does it serve to have such extreme beliefs you know with such with opposing so. if people are on this you know, I look at it, I'm like, okay, there's, there's this end of the spectrum and then there's this end. And instead of saying like, that guy's crazy, that guy's crazy. I'm like, what is those, what purpose is that serving humanity? Yeah. Because I don't think it exists for no reason, you know? And you know, if there's someone that's kind of a mirror of you on the other side, like I, I, I think that's just the fucking most fascinating things to think about in life sometimes right now, because you know, we talked about it last time. I'm not, I'm not like of a specific religion really, but I, I am, I'm becoming more and more in tune with just, and I, you know, actively and consciously trying to grow that connection with meaning in life. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with spirituality and God and people's religions and all this stuff. Um, and I don't have like the, the vocabulary yet to like, define or and i wouldn't really want to you know at the same time yet but uh i think it's just fascinating to study and look at the human race as in in these like spiritual in as a spiritual realm you know this this place that we're all living on and and yeah. so if you look at it that way because because again there, you know when it comes to these dichotomies it's like you can you can think that life has no meaning or you can think that it maybe it does um, yes. and when you start huge, to like, huge that's a, that's a very foundational difference. And, and if yeah. you don't at least explore both points of view, then I think, how can you make the choice that Christ is asking you to make or, or anyone, you know? So it's, it's important that's to right. explore the yeah. point of view. And right now I'm getting a lot of value exploring like a more faith based. Nice. So it's interesting. That's amazing. That dude, that's, I thought you would find it enjoyable to hear, uh, there's a, have you ever heard of how C.S. Lewis became a Christian? No, I, I don't know anything about C.S. Lewis. Which, which books did he write? I've seen his uh, name. The, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, okay, nice, nice. I didn't read that one, but please go on. Um, so him and J.R.R. Tolkien were best friends. Uh, the oh, guy who made Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And they had both fought in World War One. 
One of them, J.R. Tolkien lost both of his parents. C.S. Lewis had lost one of his parents uh, and they both lost their best friend in World War One. Mm-hmm. And uh, C.S. Lewis and him went to Oxford together. And then they, uh, J.R. Tolkien became a professor at Oxford and uh, uh, C.S. Lewis became a professor at Magdalen College in Oxford and they became best friends. And they were on a walk one night and C.S. Lewis was exploring, you know, a faith. He was atheist a lot of his life from like five until 33, whenever he converted. Um, and J.R. Tolkien, through multiple walks, convinced and converted C.S. Lewis into a Christian. And I had read somewhere that J.R. Tolkien told C.S. Lewis that he didn't have enough imagination to be a Christian. <laughs> no, that's right? a nice um, Jedi mind trick there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and well, no, I, I, yes. And, and I do feel like that, that goes along with what you just said though. Mm. Like in our early twenties, all the way up to even 30, like we almost write off the imagination. Can you hear me? Yeah, actually I can hear you a lot better. All of a sudden I can hear you better. So great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we actually, we we write off the idea of. Oh, wait, it's just. I okay, keep going. Sorry, we just cut out a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, um, we write off the i we write off the idea of religion because we start replacing our whole life with realism. Hmm. It's like getting rid of the Santa Claus, whenever in fact that's two completely different things. And um, yeah, I just think that's beautiful that you just said that because the last time I spoke to you, it was like almost borderline, not even looking into it. So it seems <laughs> like even just these past few months, you're like not even Christianity. I just mean faith in general, like finding something to believe in. Like it, 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 C.S. Lewis talked about it later in one of his books. I think it was Mere Christianity. He said, uh, um, it, if Christianity is, is false, then it doesn't mean a thing in the world. You, you know, but if it's true, then it's the most important thing in the entire universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's either just doesn't matter and it's in the abyss or it is the top scale thing. There's no in between. And, uh, I think finding a faith is really important. And I think that, um, it doesn't have to be Christianity. I, I, you know, me as a Christian, I'm not sitting here trying to like make everyone believe that. I think just finding something to believe in in 2020 is so much better than not having anything to believe in. Um, I see a lot of times too, a lot of the comments I'm getting on, on Instagram is people are in like sometimes ultimate pessimistic mode, like, People are like, how could you like America? Because I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> one of them I just posted that I liked America. And they're like, how could you like this place? And they named all these stats of all these bad things that are happening. And I was like, well, that's probably why you're angry. <laughs> you know, like I, I never sit around reading those stats. Like I'm aware of some of them, but I'm not, I don't guide my life with them. You know, like uh, I, I, particularly there's a verse it's a uh, genesis 50 20 i heard it in church today and i was like i'm gonna bring that up to brandon okay uh, bring it up it says you intended to harm me but god intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done so it's just a simple verse of just like we go through hardships to then be able to pursue the stronger thing or, or be able to overcome the bigger thing mm-hmm. you know it's like david and goliath and 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 just that story to me is just beautiful. Like these stories could be highlighted even better 
a big one that I think works really well today in 2020 is uh, the book of Daniel. Um, King Nebuchadnezzar brought college students into Babylon to train them to work under him. And whenever he did that, he came in and he changed their culture for them. So he changed all their names. So oh, wow. for, for Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar changed Daniel's name to Belshazzar in order to get rid of his um, his background mm. and make him conform to what was going on right now. The beautiful thing about the book of Daniel is after going through King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, King Cyrus and King Darius and the lion's den, at the end of the book, his name is still Daniel. And so the, the whole point of the book is that he goes through three different kingdoms, three different kings, all these horrible tragedies, but at the end, he's still himself. He never changed um, who he truly was. And, and I think that's what's important is, is people don't focus on that self-development area of their life. They let everything kind of just, you know, they, they let every lion's den eat them alive. Oh, <laughs> and then yeah, at wow. the end they're just like i hate everybody and it's like <laughs> we gotta we, we have to start being able to point out to people again that they are playing the victim card or that they are being weak in their life like that that is even when i train with jared like he'll call me out if i'm being a baby <laughs> like it's just in our training he's like don't be like sometimes it is that simple like we we're both into like athletic development. Like I lived, I've been a trainer for seven years, but sometimes there is that level of just being like, dude, you're being a baby and you could just do this if you really wanted to. And I think that people get so offended these days and it's like, nah, call me a baby. Like put me in my place and, and show me that I could actually be stronger than the person that I'm being. Mm -hmm. um, but people see that as such a non-delegate way of going about it. And it's like, no, let's be not delicate sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> let's actually push each other in a tough way uh because we're in such a and we need to in a society like america because we're, we, we are given so much more freedom so even people at a poverty level here on an, and i'll even say in a non-mental health state at a poverty level someone that's choosing to be there at any time can turn their life completely around and, and that doesn't happen everywhere else in the world like you can't just do that in a lot of places yeah. I mean, I think you make a very strong point and like I agree, like people need to maximize their individual responsibility if they want the maximum outcome over their life. Like no doubt do they like if you if you aren't doing everything you can to to build that up, then you will be suffering for it. 100%. Yeah. I think where people sometimes also push back on that is that that mentality of asking people to to be called to their highest like self is it can be it can be and i don't know that it always is I mean, maybe it never is but people just feel that it is done this way it that mm -hmm. people are weaponizing that that to you know that's what they call victim blaming and things um to to not hear or to not make a change to not you know they're like will to or to shirk responsibility um yeah. and Again, I think that, you know, a concept I've been turned on to pretty recently is this idea of collective responsibility. You know, there's individual responsibility that we all have and there's a collective responsibility that we all share to to an extent. And I think that 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 entire domain is pretty unexplored still. 
Um, but I think that it exists. You know, I think that it's a real thing that we do have. We do. I think, yeah, you can turn your life around and, the, and at the same time, that doesn't, that doesn't absolve the society from, from having some kind of responsibility to grow and make it an even more even playing field than, yeah. than it is because I don't think anyone would argue that it's perfect, you know? And, yeah. and, uh, yeah, I mean, if we can work together, that's going to be way better, but we're not going to be able to work together if you can't hear the, hear people. So it's, it's very, yeah. it's like you get into this. I think where a lot of people get stuck is they're, they don't feel listened to, they don't feel heard. And, and it comes on both sides. Expand on the collectivism a little bit. Give me an example. Um, um, the example, let's see here. This is a good question for me because I, I need to be able to deliver this if I'm going to believe in a yeah, concept like this. No, yeah. <laughs> um, well, for, for example, well, here's, here's where I want to start it. And I don't know that this will actually lead to the example. Hopefully it does, but the example might be for like what I talked about earlier. There's a lot of shit. A lot of people died. A lot of things happened to get us to here, you know? And if we talk about freedom, um, you know, maximizing our freedoms, you know, there's an, there's a case to be made like, well, we already had mad freedom when you, when we were, you know, before we were man, before language, we were animals or creatures, you know, wandering the earth. And that was maximum freedom. You do whatever the fuck you want. And, you know, people started doing whatever the fuck they wanted. And what they wanted to do was rape and murder and kill people that were like weaker than them. And so we started putting, we started trading some freedom for a little bit of working together. And, you know, I think we're all kind of born into a society and a social contract that existed before we arrived, you know? And, yeah. and so in a way it's like, well, I didn't sign up for this, you know, like, well, I didn't sign up to like have to pay taxes or certain things like this. Um, but you still benefit from it and your, your life is still embedded in it and it can be, I think it can be a little bit, um, naive or, you know, a little, I guess, I don't know what the word is, but I'm not sure what the word is, but childish maybe, or something like that to, to think that just because you didn't ask for it, that you, you shouldn't feel some responsibility to contribute to that bigger thing and, and, and realize that you didn't, you didn't really get here on your own. You know, we're all in it together. It's basically just this idea. We're all in it together. You know, like, yeah, you can, you can say, oh, yeah, guy needs to get his shit together. You know, if he's, if he, if he, cause often they do, you know, I think these problems on the inside are, are often easier and there's a lot more available for people to learn how to solve those individual, um, cruxes than there is for the solutions for the bigger, cause the bigger, the collective solutions are way harder to, to manage because of course they're way more complex. Um, yeah. but like the guy that's building your roads, you know, if you're, if you're, if you or the guy that's putting up your electricity poles and like inventing your cell phones so you can do some of the, you know, you can build your business online and things like this. Those people don't always have the same opportunities. And sometimes it's because of systemic inequalities or residual, you know, hate and problems of race and inequality and things that just are still effervescing or like bubbling out of, of the collective culture. Um, so 
it's just a, it's a hard balance you know and i think what you said earlier was so powerful i forget what you what it was exactly the context but about the self and and getting rid of all that because the more you kind of i think go deeper into the spiritual path the less you identify with these little like um things on the side of the road and like these little bits and the lines dens and things like you're talking about and the more yeah. you start to see yourself as bigger than you and yeah. bigger than even your family and your immediate um community and even your parkour global community or your yeah. nation and you know and people go it's not just like it's a concentric circle that's perfect it's probably like a fucking amoeba you know you go in certain areas you know some people like they identify with the animal life and they become vegans and stuff and some people and when you look to some of the spiritual masters of our age and stuff like i've been following a lot of the eastern tradition guys like the sad gurus and the um who else (laughs) that's the only i could think of right now but he's a good he's a nice starter one because i think he's a pretty popular like thing to, to to view they or, or you know authors like Eckhart Tolle and things like they, the things that they seem to preach about is like this identity of the self starts to dissolve into yeah. a sense of oneness with everything and um you know I'm at least interested uh, in in uh, seeing what that kind of perspective does to to politics for example yeah that's what people that's where identity politics is destroying the political system in my opinion is mm-hmm. I didn't say I'm voting for Trump for anyone to add anything extra to that about me. That's, <laughs> oh, and they will, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I said I'm I'm voting for Trump because I'm AJ and I want to vote for Trump. And so whenever people say, well, you must be a racist, it's like, did I say that? <laughs> did, did I even tell you why I'm supporting Trump? It, it's it's like giving people the benefit of the doubt could, could solve a lot of because, you know, you, you brought up something system, systemic inequality, right? Mm-hmm. It's like nothing is so single issue, right? Like a big thing that I see, and you're going you're gonna to love this. I didn't make, I didn't, I got this from someone else, but <laughs> uh, Second Amendment, right? There's this big conversation in America, and it's like, we need to get rid of all guns. And it's like okay, well, who's going to get rid of them? And it's like, well, the government will do a buyback program and then they'll ban all of them, starting with the AR-15. Well, I forgot where I heard it from, but it's like in the Civil War, they used guns to overcome their slave masters to a tyrannical government that was holding them down. Mm Mm-hmm. And now you're saying you want to give those guns to the same government that did that? I'm good. <laughs> uh, just because we're in 2020 doesn't mean things can't get all bad. Like, look at what just happened in Venezuela. You know, like, like look at what happened in Cuba. Like, look at what happened in the Korean Peninsula. It will go bad if we give, like you said, you said it earlier, and, and I think it's perfect. It, we, we, you said along the lines of we give up some things to be a part of a whole and i think after so long that can go bad if we give up too much security or too much freedom for too much security that security that they offer can become whatever they want it to at any time yeah it's that's the thing right it's like we shouldn't be giving up our freedom i mean you have it's like you have to well i was gonna say for like reasons of fear but ultimately yes that kind of is what it boils down to 
it's better though if we give up our freedom now i think again like that was that age and yeah. yes we still have to deal with some of those problems um but we kind of are arriving and it's like this is scary it's a scary time yeah. because it's the i think that word fragile is 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 topical because it's like the more vulnerable we make ourselves to you know attacks and like people like uh, that, you know, have ill will or just are misunderstood. Like they're just, you know, I think it's not even that they're bad. I think I don't really see people as, as that way these days. I yeah. just started to see like, I just see life that just was twisted in a, in a, in an unfortunate direction when, when bad things like in bad people, um, I agree. Appear. I agree. No, and I, so it's I like, it's, it's like those things happen when, when we neglect a lot of other things and, um, and, but we, I think we're being called to like bring, bring society, bring it to a level where we can all be a little more vulnerable and free. Yeah. Um, and it's hard because it requires trust. You're yeah. not going to let yourself be vulnerable if you're, if you're, if you know your neighbor's free to take advantage of that vulnerability. And so that's why I'm powerful or I'm very, so interested in consciousness and, and, and developmental psychology models that try to at least map out what it might look like to evolve human consciousness. Because to me, that seems like it could be huge if it's a real thing in, in how, and <laughs> how we figure out how to like take humans that are still very low on this Maslow hierarchy of needs or whatever. Um, you know, spiral dynamics. If you've studied any of these things, I talked about them just barely in the last two episodes, maybe, but they're operating from this level and to get them up the spiral or get them up the, the hierarchy of needs, it theoretically will help people have more trust and have like, like their more individual responsibility taken for themselves and then expressed, you know, and, and instead of like out of fear, cause it's usually about that. It's usually about this fear and survival, um, you know, programming that gets hijacked by, you know, I need to get fucking pay rent. I need to do this. You know, you're living out of your car. I'm I'm sure you've experienced face to face, you know, some of that primal energy that you have to duel, you know, and, yeah. um, and maybe that's not, maybe that's part of existence too. You know, maybe that doesn't go away. Maybe that's part of like, it's built in because, you know, that's, that's another topic that's, that's, you know, so fascinating when you start to study spirituality and choice because, yeah, you know, I'm kind of rambling and going all over the place, but it's no, just like, no, I, I think what you're saying, like whenever that's also a good thing to have a faith whenever it comes to your situation in life. I think that's really important because whenever we could blame a million things, like, I mean, I told you about my history on the last podcast, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm a half Middle Eastern kid, second generation American. Cause my dad moved here from Jordan. My dad moved here with $0 in his pocket. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting with this, right? Let's talk systemic racism. Like my dad moved here two steps behind anyone else born here. He moved from the Middle East. He wasn't a citizen. Here's the two. He wasn't yeah. a citizen. And he couldn't speak English. He had to catch up in two ways before anybody, anybody that was born here. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up around that, you know, until I was 12 years old, I grew up seeing my dad having two other things that he had to do and still became a millionaire. 
So whenever I, 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 I see people complaining today, I'm like, yo, man, like, you, you, have you ever thought about just stepping on a different side of the room and just looking from a different side of the room? That's it. The, even just, and people are so offended to even do that. It's like, well, you don't know, you know, you don't know where I came from or, or, you know, and I've had a lot of people jump on me. They're like, well, you're just, you know, it must be your privilege talking. And it's like, well, no, I've definitely lived on the street at one point in my life. I, I've, I've, uh, I've been on food stamps whenever my dad passed away. Like I get to live the crazy polarized both sides. And that's why I can feel for both sides because, you know, uh, I hate to quote the matrix here, but there's a difference in knowing the path and walking the path, you know, like, and, and there are some things that I did get to see both sides of. And, and, and I often get mad at myself because I, I know I need to soften my heart to people that haven't gotten to experience certain things. So there are people that I see with full privilege that, you know, still complain and their, you know, parents buy them a brand new, you know, car w- once every three years. And, and, and I want to be angry, but I'm like, no, man, I mean, I just have to soften my heart to where that person is coming from. And, and if we get towards what we we're talking about with American individualism, you actually stop seeing systemic anything because then every person that you walk up to, you take them for exactly who they are and their personal experience. Um, and, and I watch a lot of movies, so I'll quote Goodwill Hunting, you know, uh, classic. He, he, right? Like <laughs> think about that scene where Will sees uh, the Robin Williams character's painting in his office. Do you remember that? I'm sure I'll remember. Yeah, I remember roughly, but it has something to do with his wife, I think, right? Yeah, he tries to, like, Will, who doesn't have a lot of experience, tries to guess what happened, and he guesses that his wife left him when, in fact, his wife died from cancer. Yeah. And so the next day when they're talking on the bench, oh, yeah, he's, he's like, educated how, how would, yep, how would you like if I read Oliver Twist because you're an orphan and encapsulated you with it? And so if we do that to every single person based on systemic racism, we're always going to put people in a bubble. We're never going to let people break out of their shell for who they are. We're going to be like, well, you had it hard. And, and, and unfortunately, your whole group of people had it hard. So we're going to move you over here into this group or this group. Or, or, or. And, and I feel like that doesn't do anything. Like I want to, I want to be able to walk up to anybody like like let's say max i want to be able to walk up to max and just hear max for his story where he came from how he feels Mm. and have that with zero association to the person that's sitting five feet away from him or 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 to the person that he looks like i think that's yeah yeah, i 100 percent agree i think that's the goal i think that's 100 percent the goal of of both sides i think really that's what everyone's calling for you know and like I don't think anyone wants to be put in a box. I don't think anyone wants to be viewed as, uh, yeah, just, you know, or not viewed, but just, uh, take made the assumptions, you know, no one wants, no one likes assumptions being made about them. Yeah. No way. I don't think so. I think we should definitely always approach people with that, with that level of blank slate and just listen because you never know what people's story is until you hear it. And, yeah. um, and often you're if you if you are making assumptions again you're gonna be wrong you know you're just gonna be yeah. wrong there's no way you get you what are you a magician yeah are you a fucking <laughs> like wizard or whatever like yeah. but um yeah i think i think you you i think absolutely you need to approach every individual with 
with as little bias as you can possibly, you know, con or conceive or, you know, and nurture. And that takes, that's, that's, that's again, that's part of that, you know, whatever, if it's individual or collective, it's a, it's a part of your responsibility as a human to, to, to make sure you come to that situation with as little bias as you can. Yeah. I think like, and that's hard to do. That's not easy. Cause that's, we do it with ourselves. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. You how, have to. how do we expect <laughs> to do it with other people? <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's always important to do that. Um, yeah. I mean, and also acknowledge, I think that there's, if people, you know, and listening to the same thing, if, if a lot of people are feeling that if, if they're feeling certain ways about it, you know, I think feeling this term feeling, yeah. it's just so like, again, I could be losing my goddamn mind. You know what I'm saying? Like it could happen, but I'm like, uh, I'm so interested in like these paradigm shifts and like these things that like the different perspectives of the world and like different things that are happening in terms of feeling versus thinking. Um, yeah. that's another like arguable evolutionary thing that's happening in the world today is we're starting to people see people that are, we're, we're getting to like, express our feelings and understand our feelings and it's messy it's messy yeah. but but um strict logic and this is again where where you know um science and like faith can sometimes intersect and clash even though they don't i don't see that they have to but it's like when people want to appeal to certain like styles of thinking um pure reason pure logic uh you see as you follow that path to its end or really to its source that it's, it's not, it's, it's just still one approach. And like many other approaches, it's founded on kind of just a giant question of like, you know, what is the choice that you want to make and how you want to view the world? And um, you can, you can say like, well, I've just fucking put all that shit to the side and it doesn't matter or science will figure it all out. Or you approach it with a, um, you know, uh, a faith, kind of or you know optimism whatever you might want to call it and <sighs> shit i wandered into this road and i don't even know where i started but no, keep, keep going keep going it was like just the feeling this feeling thing you know i yeah. think if people are feeling this way it's like i'm seeing that it's an important time to be really listening to people's feelings yeah and trying to see around some of the things they're saying and see and trying to understand why they're feeling that way because um i was talking with arroyo daniel arroyo recently about some of this and i'm going to try to have him wow. on the podcast as soon as um you know within the next few episodes here uh, wow yeah. awesome i haven't i haven't seen him train or a video in a oh long it's been time. he actually just put one out pretty recently nah. a little like just a few clips or whatever i think but nice. nothing nothing crazy you know he's a he's got two kids he's killing the game really <laughs> yeah wow but That's um awesome. But he was kind of alluding to some of these principles and and I, I'm not just seeing it from him, I'm seeing it all over the place and I'm feeling it in my life. And one of the things we talked about was like, like even with Jared and your friends, it's like you want to be able to feel that the jump is right for you at yeah. the same time. Like it is, it's important for your friend to call you out on your logic reasoning. I think that often is where it's happening. It's like you're thinking like a baby, you know what I mean? Or you might be behaving like one, um, but most likely, they're trying to draw like an attention maybe to the a flaw in reasoning. You're you're putting a limiting belief on yourself. You're actually like you haven't thought it through. If you think it through, 
you're saying things that aren't true. You're saying like, I can't do this because of, uh, you know, you're making an excuse. <laughs> but, but what you're looking for probably is a feeling that you're like, I can do this right. And you know, we talk about it all the time. I've talked about it millions of times about the call of the jump or the call of, you know, certain challenges, especially when you're going life and death, when you're going big descents, I know that you feel yeah. a connection with those things. Like most people do, I think that push themselves to that level where there needs to be that trust in themselves. And it's something that you tap into over years and years of experience of knowing when that voice is like yours and, um, and it's authentic. And it's interesting to try to carry that principle into, into life as well, because I thought it would just, you know, you kind of think it translates, but it doesn't always translate. I found that like applying my principles of parkour training is actually really beneficial, but I, I actually really need to apply them. Yeah. You know, it, I, I thought because I was this good at this one thing that I had kind of mastered these things, but I still show up as a novice in so yeah. many areas of life when I don't apply like the real parkour training that I've honed into those yeah. areas. And as an example, just like, you know, I don't wait to that for that feeling of authenticity. And that's why I was kind of talking about before with just like holding back, like sitting with the feelings longer. Cause I think for me, my emotions, my feelings, I am becoming a master at that. That yeah. is something that I was not a master at yet. And nice. I think that's one of the reasons why we see so much vitriol and, uh, hostility and like, you know, rioting even in the streets and things and uh, hostility towards police is because people don't, it's not that they're not valid. It's not whether what they're feeling isn't true and it's not real. It's that they have not managed maybe the feelings, um, in a way that is masterful and yeah. that you can't ask that of everybody too, because if you got, if you got too much pressure on you, there's no time to figure that out. And it's way harder. And it's like, yeah, no, it's not, there's not, there's no time, but there's like, it is just way more difficult and, and you can get frustrated. And, and again, just, again, just looking at it as like, they're not bad. People aren't bad. I don't see them that way. I look at it. I'm like, okay, well, what do we need to learn? What do we, can we listen to at this? It's like, if people are being pushed to a point where they're being violent yeah, and destructive, then they must have very strong feelings about something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's at least like what it indicates. And sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Um, no, you, you finished. I actually, I wanted to hear the last part. I was just going to say, yeah. Like, and so there's nothing that I appreciate more than something than someone who has really strong feelings about something. You know, we, I think we all really appreciate that when someone can really come out. I mean, sometimes they can't appreciate it because you come out with some strong feelings and then they don't appreciate it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> and I appreciate because when you have a strong feeling and a point of view and a perspective, it means that you are on your path in a way, you know, if you look at it from yeah. a spiritual perspective, if you look at it like some that means something to somebody and i really believe that when some the more strongest people feel about things it's because that needs to be heard you know yeah. that voice needs to be heard your voice needs to be heard that's why you have to like you're called to speak up about these things because so few people are and so you have the courage to do it so you're going to be asked to do it and yeah. you know the same with um with with these you know i you know and i know that this isn't the pop this is an opinion everyone holds but with with rioting and things, it's like some people are called to do that much damage, whether they maybe know it or not, Absolutely. because they just have nowhere Absolutely. else to put the energy. Yeah. And so we have I to listen think, to it. Go ahead. I think as much as I am against the rioting, 
they are just as for it. Mm-hmm. And therefore we can agree to disagree, but mutually respect each other on the passion towards it. That's, that's the whole, the passion, the passion. Needs. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's kind of something like as a Christian, what helps me, and I couldn't explain this on the podcast before, but like whenever I was talking to you, because, and you asked me and I, and I actually went into a lot of depth into what you asked me. And it was about, um, what it was hanging from parking garages that did it. Mm. Um, and I remember just like kind of laughing it off cause I couldn't explain it, but then I got into like really deep thought on it and I started reading more. And, uh, so that stuck with me for a while. And I read this quote, um, and it, it was by C.S. Lewis and it was in his conversion moment. And he said, I had hoped that the heart of reality could be best described that we could symbolize it as a place. Instead, I found it to be a person. And so, well, do we you, sit- let me sit on that for a split second. I got to take my headphones off to take my hoodie off. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of hot in here. You're going to like the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> no. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, my friend. Dude, thanks, man. The spyglass. All right, sorry. Can you repeat the quote? Because I was deep, and yeah. I, need a, I need a second. Um, he said, I had hoped that the heart of reality could be best described, that we could best symbolize it as a place. Mm. Instead, I found it to be a person. Wow. And so I was trying to find, from hanging from parking garages, I was trying to find that place. The, the, I was trying to find myself in such a high mental state, right? Mm. I was trying to find myself in the most controlled and the most reckless environment. We talked about this on the podcast and it's funny because then I'm reading this book like a couple months later and I'm just like, of course, well, like that. I could have said it like that. Uh, Robbie Zacharias quoted it differently later on. He said, I thought I had come to a place. I found out I had come to a person. Wow. So we're always doing this thing we're always in a place, you know, you hear it all the time too, man. People, like, I thought about this heavy after reading this, like uh, people say it all the time. They're like, I'm just not in a good place right now. Hmm. Or, or they're like, Oh, like I was in such a place yesterday. And, and in all reality, as a Christian, I never have to go anywhere. I, I don't have to be somewhere. I don't have to be in a church. I don't have to be at a Starbucks. I don't, I, I always have someone to go to. And, and so in, at least today, for me, before I became a Christian, I looked at the I looked at my philosophy or my spirituality as the universe. And what's cool as a Christian is you have this human to actually go to, like a best friend. Um, and what's even cooler about the story of him, like of Christ, is uh, God came down in human form, worked a blue collar job and experience death for us. He didn't just make us and leave us down here like an ant farm. He's like, no, 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 I'm gonna go through all the hard stuff too. I'm gonna come down, I'm gonna be a carpenter. I'm gonna, you know, uh, make some friends, have a real fellowship with people and I'm gonna be killed. And, 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 I'm, um, and to me, it's just more of a testament to have that person to go to because it's so relatable. We're all going to have some hardships in life and we're all going to have to want to speak our opinion, even if everyone disagrees, hence the teachers of the law, you know, and, and uh, we're all going to die in the end. We're all going to lose friends. And, and, and so there's, I always have someone to go to now. And so 
the beauty of the book of Daniel is the word Daniel means God is my only judge. So right that after word, I finish Daniel book, means yeah. God is my only judge. Yeah. Um, or the Hebrew ass name for somebody's son out there, by the way, now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or Danielle yeah, for your th- lady. That was kind of the point. After I finished <laughs> that book, I was like, I'm going to put that I'm a Trump supporter. Like, that was strong enough for me just the meaning of that name like god is my only judge like and same for the people protesting god is your only judge if you know what you're doing is fighting for truth i don't think you'll be judged for that even if you're wrong in the end because yeah. if you are you know as long as you i mean in my opinion don't hurt anyone you know but if you, if you think you're you know tearing up a car because you think that you're fighting for truth and a systemically racist world that you're perceiving and you know there, there seems to be some evidence for a majority of society to see that happening and you do it and 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 i have no judgment towards you and that's the beauty of being a christian and not a conservative you know people they're like how could you be a republican and i'm like i'm not i'm a christian <laughs> but, and, and the beauty of that is i can i can be vegan like i'm vegan i'm pro-life i'm pro-second amendment and i'm voting for trump that that makes people really, they look at me weird whenever they hear those things. Because <laughs> I can't just be put. There's no a, category for you. Yeah, I can't be put in a place. Mm. And, and and as well, my dad is a legal immigrant. I'm, I'm pro, you know, better immigration. There's all these things that I can't be defined by. And so me being a Trump supporter, it's so funny seeing some of the things that people will say because they 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 jump to the assume, assumptions like you said like they'll assume that I'm white they'll assume that I'm um, a redneck because I'm from Texas they'll assume the weirdest things and I'm like no man like we could talk on the phone we could like like what me and you're doing right now and I have you know I've I've spoken to over forty people on the phone now from Instagram okay. and that's just like not to speak my opinion but just answer whatever questions they have. Um, I had to pull down a picture of me and uh, my fiance. Um, I got engaged. Congrats. I yeah, saw that. I think yeah, I saw yeah. that. Um, but I had to pull our picture down because it just started getting flooded with horrible, horrible comments. Really? And, yeah, some by parkour athletes. So I was like, it is what it is. It man. is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We and can, not to, I don't want to bring the mood down. I'm, I just want to be honest. No, there's no mood bringing down because again, I've actually been a huge advocate for this. So my whole, well, somewhat selfishly, some of it is my own survival fear kicking in because yeah. it's, it's hard to escape that. It's truly hard to escape that. So I have my own reasons that are selfish that I don't really want people to see the parkour community as, um, first of all, perfect. Second of all, yeah. like, it's 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 a giant group and so to think that any one of us are you can stereotype and you start to like feel like oh i these people are my people or i know them or like these are my best friends because we both like jumping on stuff um i think that is a dicey place to to build your life on i don't think it's a i think it it's much more imperative to build genuine connections to to build connections not just within the community but all over the all kinds of communities and and just more importantly, just not to view people as like parkour people. Oh, he's a parkour person. So he's this, 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 and this, you know, that's a fallacy that gets us into trouble with all kinds of stuff that we're talking about here. And so there's some selfishness there because I don't want to be viewed that way. I don't want people to make assumptions about me. 
Um, I don't want people to hit me up and be like, yo, can I say your place? Um, you know, just because <laughs> like they do parkour and it's like, I mean, yeah, like I don't know you, but it's, you know, generally I've just done enough of that sometimes, you know, like some, that's like, that's a feature of the parkour community. Right. was like, we all just got to crash into those couches for a long time. Um, yeah. but it's also presumptuous sometimes like the way it's introduced. I think like I've had some experiences that way where I'm like, uh, <laughs> I can tell that you've been in the community and understand that you, the way that you're, you're speaking about it, it's, it makes me smile because you're like, you're hitting the tone and it's like, <laughs> wow, you have truly done all this. Like I've uh, done some shit, but also yeah. I was really fortunate and also not so fortunate. And again, everything is just what it is. So it's like, I was, I got in the game late. I started training parkour and like really seeing myself as in the community at yeah. the ripe age of 21. And yeah. for me, parkour was a really good way to get myself off of, uh, like on a purpose, basically not even off of like off of alcohol. It's not like I had these huge addiction problems, but I definitely was not going anywhere great fast. Yeah. And, um, and I knew that, you know? And so I was like, I need, I need something to really apply myself to and, I just didn't see anything out there that was yeah. available to me that was like compelling yeah. and that I had passion for and that I had this feeling of like, this is something worth my pursuit. Like if it's, if I die doing it, um, that's okay with me, you know? And not, that was before even I wanted to do heights and stuff like that. It was just because yeah. like, I wanted my life to mean something to me. So I got a lot of love for parkour and I got a lot of love for people and anyone that's ever stayed in my house, I love you and like anyone who wants to come and stay here, whatever, like, I love you too. It's just like, I just like, I also was a human be kind of more developed be before I got in the community is all I'm trying to say. Cause I was 21 and I'm still a kid. Trust me. If you're 21 and you think like, oh, I've, I'm fucking, I've arrived. I'm adult. You're not even close. I mean, I mean, you might be closer than I was because you're probably more mature, but trust me there's a long road ahead of you and it's a juicy delicious road and i can't wait to to keep going well, on it because look at what you did too like and, and you know I'm, I'm saying this from my heart so don't let it go to your head but look at what you did you got into it at 21 you end up training with dylan baker and you become one of the most well-known names in america you create a clothing brand that stuck harder than any in america that you know it's a legend if someone has a pair of your shorts <laughs> like it, it, it's it, like you did that and like you said you started late like dude i started when i was 15 <laughs> you, you started whenever you were 21 and you were like you didn't let anything hold you back and and, and what's funny is you're like i'm okay with dying and i associate that and sorry if i go and go in a little deeper on that but like by all means that's the beauty of of being that's the beauty of seeing the world from the perspective of I don't I mean it's pretty close to just being a minimalist or conservative like if you're gonna go through like it's like okay I go through the world and I'm at a Walmart and I'm living my life completely fine I'm making a good salary me and my fiance are happy and 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 I'm doing everything I want to and then all of a sudden someone comes up and kills me. That's not an injustice in the world for me as a Christian. That's just, that's a part of the plan. That might be a lesson for the guy who kills me. That, that might, you know, he might be on his journey and my journey was done. 
And, and that is a lot of blind faith to have. I understand that. I'm not saying everyone needs to just have that, but because I've been able to have the imagination to have that faith, life is so much more chill now. Because when you're just okay with dying, you're like, yeah, man. I mean, and, and what's so funny is we're so, that's the big thing that we're all worked up about is injustice. And it's like, but what if there was a timing for everything and we just don't understand it? And then if you if you could really fall into that and believe that blindly, then you can live your life so, I mean, dude, you could just be like marching down like the sketchiest neighborhood <laughs> and you'd be just fine. Not saying you should go looking for the danger, but if you're there, you just, it'd be like hitting the concrete at Nordstrom. You'd be fine. And, and that's what we're all looking for anyways, right? We're, we're all looking for a homeostasis, like chill mode in any situation. Um, uh, we're, we're not, the main thing that we're trying to avoid is anxiety and stress. And I think that's where a lot of these big situations come up at, like, um, as well as a lack of purposeness, you know, like, I, I feel like that's why whenever I put out, I was a Trump supporter. I didn't want people to think that I was latching on to Donald Trump. Yeah. I just wanted to practice my experience as an American citizen. And, and so before I posted, I was like, I don't want to post anything bashing anybody i just want to put so then i go to actual legislation so if you go and look at the posts i'm like trump 2020 here's something good that he did because mm -hmm. that's all i wanted to practice was just say hey man like i'm okay with life and i understand that i was talking with someone on instagram and they couldn't understand the idea that i'm okay with someone living their life perfectly but then still being killed I was like, that's just going to happen. Like, I guess in my mind, like that can just happen. And that's okay. Like I could have died or gotten paralyzed on any of the descents that I was on. And what's beauty in that situation is I wouldn't have had anyone to blame but myself. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you, there is someone out there that could have found someone to blame. And they probably oh, yeah. would have. Our whole culture is based on that, right? Like that's why everyone's telling us to get down and get over there. Not almost everyone, but yep. you know, I actually just had this conversation. Um, recently because i was climbing a crane with kira and i saw the video we got really we got awesome police called on us um and i don't I'm, I'm kind of i'm whatever that's not calling to me that much so i but i i know what you mean it's like we were what we were talking about is like everyone's so afraid of getting sued and they they want to point the finger at somebody and blame them that we all have to play by this like fear this set of rules based on fear of being financially yep. obliterated basically and ultimately you know i definitely think we can do better than that i think we yeah. can take more responsibility we can like ask and mature our society a little bit so that yeah. if someone's making a dumb decision and falling you know into their death that no one's going to be like well somebody better make a million dollars off of this you know it's like <laughs> it's just like that's a good point <laughs> Or somebody, you know, it's just, that's not the point, you know, like you can't put a value on that person's life anyways. And it's so tragic that we have to like quantify it that way because so many people are struggling that, you know, that's the best we can do is like, oh, at least you, you can feed yourself for, you know, the next few decades. And it's not nothing, but I'm, I'm with you in that, you know, morality is a very, very tricky, interesting thing because you can you it's 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 very counterintuitive to think that like well these things aren't bad 
you know if somebody dies well that's bad like but the the older i've gotten the more i believe that the the <laughs> it's just weird like you start out as a kid knowing a lot i feel like you really do yeah um you're you're and in a way you are kind of and in a in a miraculous and amazing way you're kind of corrupted in a way by society and you're 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 not really corrupted as much as you're asked to grow and grow back in and earn that knowledge and that wisdom and practice it um and one of the things that i heard from this guy this poet that's like local i think to colorado somewhat that cure actually turned me on to is this guy named theo j wilson and he brought up a really really powerful um point the other day on one of his instagram videos about what we're here to do and, and I think one of the things that he brought up that it's kind of, it's not really contrary to this that we're talking about of like, just being okay with just what is, because, yeah. um, it's just an acceptance. You know, I've been playing with this word surrender a lot lately. You know, it's a big, powerful word and it sounds weak, but it's one of the biggest moves you can make. Um, I think in society is surrendering to the truth of what is, because mm-hmm. that's, that's an acceptance. That's not trying to force your self onto or your your projection of what the way the world is or should be but it's an acceptance of what is if somebody dies or whatever um but but um what i was going to say with theoj theoj's was a different thing which was you can also get stuck in that spiritual realm too much sometimes there's there's a balance there if you're if you're lofty if you're if you're able to even live that life which most of us aren't i don't think um, we're, we're all like kind of warriors here, yeah. you know, in the, in the thick of it, short. in the thick of it in one way, shape or form. But if you're, if you're able to find enough time to really like start to like drift off from, from, from reality in a way and be thinking and living in, in a very spiritual place and realm and, um, not affecting any change that can be beautiful and it can be necessary for your growth Um, But what he was pointing to was it's also important to bring that back to the world of form. You know, like if if you if you um, bring what the the phrase he used was transmute, not transcend the energy, the 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 movements or the energies. So, you know, don't put yourself above it. If you if you really want to make things happen, you have to work with it. Get get your hands even dirtier, you know, Um and I think like to the homeostasis point, it's like you need to get to the homeostasis point to understand like and actually have and access the most power yeah. to affect that kind of change. However, if you if you just float in homeostasis, you know, you think about the monk that goes up there and for 40 years, he's just, you yeah. know, living his life like and we don't know. Like, I, I mean, that's awesome. Like, again, this is some of the questions that I can't wait to like learn more about is like maybe you can affect more change inside a cave than most people would would imagine you know if you're like if there is energies and wavelengths and like vibrations you can tap into and manipulate i don't know but i think that's a really cool thing to even think about but there's you know there's the martin luther kings of the world or whatever that they got down and dirty and then they got murdered for it but at least they affected change in a way that was dramatic while they were here working with 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 the world of form instead of just living in that in that spiritual space you know the spiritual space is necessary but you have to channel it down i guess is what i'm saying 
and, and I think I think I get what you mean and channeling it down. Yeah, it, it oftentimes becomes projecting it yeah. into a way that is not forceful. You just said something really, really important right before this too. You were talking about pr- projecting your truth mm. onto someone else. So take that and let's just put this thought out there. You're climbing that crane and the police come and they go, hey, get down from there. You're going to get hurt. Mm. You go, you don't, this is every parkour athlete. You get kicked out of a spot and they're like, first, I'm not going to sue. Second, I know what I'm doing because I'm a parkour athlete. How are you questioning my, my sense of ability mm-hmm. athletically, physically, and mentally? It's the same thing for saying who you're going to vote for. So whenever I go, hey, I'm going to vote for this person. And what was so, something that really made me think again about this community that we're in was that there were so many people to go, hey, get down from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, nah, please, <laughs> not you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get down from there, right? To- oh, man. And, and to me, it was just like getting a criminal trespassing warning. You know, but from a parkour athlete, it was like having to sign that piece of paper saying, I'll never come onto this campus again, you know, or I'll get arrested. And it was like, which has happened to me before, but (laughs) metaphorically, yeah, 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 yeah. it was like that, what you just said hit so hard, like that, it's like, as you were saying it, it's like, that's what my heart was feeling the first day that I posted it. And, um, and that's another thing too, is I'm not afraid to, to speak my mind. I want to talk on the phone with everybody, everybody. I've been, you know, anyone who messages me, I'm like, call me and I give them my number. And then that's how it turned out to be as many calls as it was. Cause I probably did that to over a hundred people and mm. only half of them called. Some people just messaged me to give me their two cents and I'm okay with that too. I fully respect that. Yeah. And, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I have people like, uh, very specific people in the parkour community that are very civil rights style activists come into the message stream and they would like like one of our old messages back and forth from each other just so i knew you know like just so i knew that they saw my post almost like an intimidation and i'm like (laughs) i just don't respond to those i'm like we could we could talk you know like anytime you want like you know to some of those people, I just left my cell phone number. I didn't even say call me. You know, I just want them to know, like, there's no, if parkour is only jumping around, like, nah, I don't want to be a part of that. But if it's if it's more than that, and it's deeper than that, and we're going to all get there together, like you said, it's a collective, you know, like, if, if we're going to be all a collective and, and understand and, and sacrifice in certain areas, sometimes that's going to have to be our egos, the, the, the thing that we think we're fighting from one side of the room when in fact someone else is fighting from the other side of the room but trying to get to the same center mm-hmm. um like that's what people didn't understand it's like no i'm voting for trump because i think we're going to get to a level of peace that you think we're going to get to a level of peace by voting him out we're both trying to get to the same place so let's talk about why we agree and disagree and, and i think a big part of that is trying to figure out how to get up to the mountain 
and and meditate for four and live on the mountain for 40 years is 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 that communication level you know imagine doing that imagine actually doing that that communication level you have to have with yourself yeah you know he'd probably come down and speak to anybody and not project his truth onto anybody Mm -hmm. um i think that's what we need to do is be able to appreciate everyone's opinion but also be able to disagree and uh I really like that you're on the path that you're on, man. I, I'm I'm actually excited to hear more about where you get to with it as well, and um, see what meditations you try. And don't ever feel like you can't talk about what you were just talking about. I saw you kind of a little timid towards the meditation part and the vibrations. I'll go as deep. <laughs> we're going to go deep for sure. Yeah. We're going deeper. I um yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, I definitely want to. Part of this is part of my challenge I give to myself is to force myself to do this thinking and share some of these opinions that are incomplete in public, um, open, open to critique, just like the same way you made with your posts, you know, because I want to engage that conversation and I want to stand for making bridges and building community, um, in ways that aren't being done yet. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that and all the kind words. Um, I'm glad that we could, just have this conversation and I learned yeah. a lot and I definitely with, with that, with that last bit, you know, it's like when you're not projecting your truth or whatever, it's, yeah. you, you just gain more from every interaction as well. And I think that's huge. That, like, like you said, if we can all just, Oh man, I had a bit, but I don't know what it was. It was just that, uh, It doesn't matter. <laughs> I can't well, remember what I, I it was. Mean, I can't maybe, remember. Maybe but... a, good, a good transition would be like, did, did, are you aware of what happened with like Jimmy the Giant? Oh, yeah. Maybe it did have something to do with that. I think it did actually. It was just, yeah. Yeah. I saw a little bit of that whole rigmarole. Um, I saw how that went down. And yeah, what were you going to say, I guess, about it? It's just. Um, the, kind of the same thing happened. Like I, I defended him in that. And I started getting, getting attacked for that too. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing against uh, Daryl. I have nothing oh, against Sorry, Darryl. that was what it is. I, before we jump back into it, it was just yeah. like, I think you earn the privilege to tell someone to get someone get down from there. Yeah, That's a privilege that's uh-huh. earned. You know, the police officer, I just don't need to hear it from him because I know he doesn't know much, as much about it. Like you're saying, like, I know where I'm at. You know right. where you're at with, with your opinion on this. You didn't necessarily... I mean, the thing is, when you do post things, you are asking for people's opinions. Ultimately, it's like you also, you know, you know <laughs> like true. you know what you're doing. Like you said, you know what you're doing. It's like you're out here, and you know that you're gonna have reactions, and you're you're ready to take them. And if you really want to, like, depending on what you want out of your audience and what you want out of Instagram, you have to take those opinions and those those um, pushes back and the unfollows all with like and incorporate it into wherever you want to go with, with your platform. Um, but, but that's a privilege that's earned. So I, I, you know, I, I definitely want to shout out all the people that reached out to you directly and are willing to have these one-on-one conversations and really try to get to know the person on the other side of that opposing, opposing view, because I think that's ultimately what we need more of is some curiosity because, you know, this is one of the things that this Vedic, um, instructor, that I had studied under a little bit last year was oh, teaching me about was like anger. Um, 
you know, all these things like what can you transmute? Anger, reaction, like a, a hate or an offensive feeling, being offended. One of the ways that's like a fiery energy is the way they describe it. You know, they, they boil things down to I'm so not. No, no, no. I don't know Vedic at all, but I'm learning. And uh, what, what he would say is with fire energy, you know, there's healthy ways to express it. And one of the healthiest ways is curiosity. Cur- like you could take your angriest moment and that energy, if you kind of like sit with it, you can look at it and you can have, you can express that with curiosity would be a good yeah. way to transmute that energy. Um, and that was just one of the lessons that, you know, he was trying to put forward for us in that, in that course. Wow. Um, and so I think that applies hugely. It's like, if you want to react, if you want to reach out, if you want to express um, your viewpoint to that person, what can you come at it with? Can you, you know, and what's, what, what, you know, just, just try to be as conscious and aware of what you're doing as possible because you can come at them with a judgment yes, and be like, got you pegged, but you know, yeah. And that's one, I mean, and I'm even doing an impression of it because it doesn't even have to be that fucking bad, but it could be like a genuine, like, this is how I feel about it, but it's still just a, it's pretty much a straightforward judgment or it's a, it's a get down from there. It's a finger wag. Um, and those have every right to be expressed just as your opinion does. And, yeah. um, and, and, you know, you, this, this can go both ways. You know, you could also extend your either party can extend the olive branch and try to open that conversation. And so, so the, the curiosity you related that to, you said fire energy. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, I feel like being more curious in all aspects. It's like, that's how even in to relate that to a basic form, like that's how you get good at anything. Like that's how you got good at podcasts. You're so curious. Like I bet whenever you, and you know, I don't want to assume like, something sparked in you whenever you were listening to your favorite podcasters and you're like, <laughs> I have an idea. I'm going to just like look into a mic or like, you know, yeah. Oh, you absolutely. Know. Yeah. No, it's just you know, 100%. It, a, and I, you know, I, I think a big thing is, is I, I did want to address like that whole Jimmy thing because uh, I feel like I wasn't trying to attack anyone whenever I said anything and you know hopefully I get to speak with Daryl one of these days I know me and him have complete opposite views on a lot of things but I would love a phone that'd call. be fascinating yeah maybe you can get him on here me if, we could do a tr- if we could do it tr- yeah, if, he, if he's willing and you're willing I'm happy to to facilitate that um I'd be more than down I think it, a big thing that I was really getting uh, that I pointed out was like whenever he called out Jimmy. Jimmy didn't clarify at all who he was trying to sound like, what he was trying to sound like, or or anything other than that. Mm-hmm. And he is so to me, in a weird way, as Americans, we automatically assume. I mean, not me. That's why I called it out. People were just automatically assuming that he was imitating a black person, and I was like. He, he never said that. Like, and so I messaged Jimmy and I was like, yo, like, what are they talking about? And he was like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a Southern American accent. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so all these people that are calling you out for sounding like a black person, that's actually more racist than what Jimmy did. 
Yeah, it's I mean, well, racism. here's the thing. I mean, I'm, and I'm not, not calling, and I'm not, no, no, I know, I know you're not. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't know, it, I, I followed some of that thread because it was just yeah. like, oh, I, you know, it's too close for me to not be interested well, in it. This is, and the, again, this is in the context of what me and you were talking about with red and blue. Mm-hmm. I only addressed it to the people that needed addressed in that way because they're willing to put things into context that way. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I just heard Jimmy talking in an accent. And that's fine. That's comedy. Comedy yeah. should be able to stay however it is, even if the person's not funny. Comedy should never be lost. And and so to me, it's like at some point with identity politics, we start fighting racism with racism. And that's a very dangerous game to play because then we start saying, and I saw it was basically people were trying to cancel this gentleman who has done so much for the parkour community in terms of the videos that he's making and continuing to make. And uh, I actually appreciate it a lot. He, he, he sent me some voice messages and, and he's like, yo man, like you're understanding where I'm coming from and thanks for defending me. I'm getting a lot of hate right now. And I, and, and I want to shout Jimmy out for, for even reaching out and, and we had never followed each other before. I'd seen a couple of his YouTube videos, oh, was, yeah. but I just, and I'm not calling Daryl out either. It's just saying, you know, like, we're all on the same side. It's, it's trying to, isn't that very beautiful and childlike that Jimmy was able to make that accent and not find it offensive in any kind of way. And, and what if we just could all do that again? It's like, just, it'd be okay. And also apply some little bit of sticks and stones there. Right. Because like, it's not like Jimmy was out there trying to hurt anybody. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we're to a point in 2020 in America that we have the privilege that we can accidentally hurt someone by saying something that we don't even know. And in real life, we can accidentally hurt somebody. I didn't even know that that was possible. I mean, I I knew that you could like accidentally hurt someone by hurting someone else, you know, like, but I, I didn't know that you could say something and then someone hears it so far away and then they're genuinely like put down from it. And that's where I'm having to soften my heart and want to open that conversation even further. Mm -hmm. So whenever I was defending Jimmy, I was also in a sense trying to understand what actually was happening there. And what I realized, or at least what I think I realized is that speech is more powerful than I ever thought it was. (laughs) That's like some people can be hurt by speech. And again, I didn't mean fighting racism with racism in any form to say that Daryl was being racist. No, no, no. I think yeah. no. I think what you were pointing to was more the the people that came to Daryl's defense. That also, again, sometimes it gets sloppy when you feel yeah. like the need to to come into a conversation that is sometimes you know it it started off at least between two people, Jimmy and Daryl, yeah. and then as things come up, you know, to, to you know, like as things unfolded, basically more people got involved, and you know, I didn't go through every fucking comment word for word but i just i'm sure that there was some great things said some logical things said some heartfelt things said and some sloppy kind of you know yeah. hateful things said or just ignorant sort of points of view shared as well and that's all good you know again we're a community we're full of all types of people there's not yeah. really one type of parkour <laughs> person and um and i think jimmy did a, a good job of responding to it in his in his it is yes. other Instagram video. And I, yes. and I think that again, like when it comes to the, you know, what I was pointing to earlier with the feeling thing, um, I think that was, it was, it wasn't so much about what Jimmy did or said. It was like, I think that they just wanted and Daryl wanted to felt understood. And I think 
Yes. And um and to help Jimmy understand because again, like we were talking about, we're talking about a global world now. Yeah. And just because we are on different sides of the world, like it's time for us to start coming together. It's time for us to start building these bridges. And it's like, we're going to get burnt a little bit trying to like trying to cross these barriers because you know, there's thorny bushes on the, in between us still. And so I think like Daryl's coming from a place. He's like, I'm trying to help Jimmy have, because he is a powerful voice in the community, have a greater reach by showing him like, here's where you need to be sensitive because it doesn't make everyone feel okay. When you speak this way, Um, I think, and I think again, another thing that we've talked about in this podcast is just like opening up to a bigger worldview and understanding like parkour kids are, excuse me, parkour men and women and girls and boys but they are generally younger and they are generally less experienced. And, um, and I think having an expanded worldview and seeing like where, you know, where someone is at when they're in their mid to low or early or late, even twenties. Um, and that can help people have more forgiveness on both sides, like in turning, in turning a, you know, a a kinder or a more open heart to, to hearing someone out and like understanding like that they're not perfect, you know, and not trying to force that judgment too early before they given someone a chance to, to respond, um, or, you know, before they get really defensive and, and, you know, try to, it's, it's so easy to get triggered and attacked and feel like, yeah. Uh, and so it's like, this is one of the biggest things is like, as, as, um, as white people, I think we have to be really careful not to get too defensive because that's like one of the biggest and most apparent things that we're seeing, yeah. I think in this, in this conversation, as we're trying to figure this all out. Um, or I mean, you know, I don't know. No, I, th- I, don't I think you hit the, I think you like, hit it perfectly yeah. with what you just said, mm-hmm. uh, real quick. I think I got somewhat defensive seeing that happening to Jimmy mm-hmm. because I just went through two weeks of it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh goodness. Yeah. And then we like, all have our own individual yeah. stories, right? It's like, yeah, the, everything's planned in our is, life stories. And, and it yeah. was probably like, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but just like, no, it might've no. meant so it might've been so powerful and so necessary for someone to come to Jimmy's defense like you in that moment for him to feel, for him to hold on to his sense of self, you know, just for his, his sense of true yeah, self, just, not his just, sense of like, I, I'm Jimmy, I'm fucking hot shit, yeah. you know, or anything like that, because I don't think he feels that way, but he probably yeah. started to in that moment because he needs to build up a wall to feel, you know, we, we yeah. do this. It's survival mechanisms. It's human yeah. biology. He, he may have needed it for just a second. Exactly. Like that, yeah. Like, and, and with Daryl, I just want to shoot some love to Daryl. If he hears this, I don't know if he'll listen Much to Much love to Daryl. Yeah. I'd love to get him yeah, back I, on. I don't I, know if he's interested, um, but we've, we've had a recent I would talk. Love, and, and do you know how crazy that would be if like, you know, now you have, the only outspoken Trump supporter in the parkour community. And then you have the person that probably despises him the most. <laughs> and uh, imagine if me and him could come together and make a video. That would be amazing. I would love to see that. And I think that'd be a really powerful statement. And I think that as much as I'm like, well, who are we to be talking about yeah. these things? You know, but who are, you know, who aren't we to be talking yeah. about these things? You know, the future, Daryl's a grown, Daryl's, Daryl's such a, he's actually one of the most mature. I put you right in that category of like real parkour, like leaders right now, like young men that are, that are really trying to come into their, their selves as leaders and as young and as men. And I'm trying to get there myself because I think it's like, we need that in our community because there's, there's still, there's still a lot of people just peeling off because um, it's an adolescent, it's a young sport 
and it tends to attract like the, you know, the, just the youth, but, yeah. um, we need men and women who stick around or even if they don't stick around, like it's, it's great to have, it's great to see like more mature perspectives coming through and people that really stand for something. And Max is right there too. You know, we were going to have Max on this episode. He couldn't Max make it, but well. we'll get one with Max too again. Yeah. Cause I, I just think it's so powerful. Daryl is Daryl has been a leader in our community for so long and like really pushing this agenda and he's just now getting some of the credit for it. But I think yeah. like, you know, you know, just as well as anybody, how hard it is to come out with real opinions and real points of it, view. It is. And, and I'm sure. And again, like trying to see it with a soft heart, mm -hmm. I have put myself in the position the best I can where Daryl is probably getting hate and his direction too, for posting his opinions. Oh, so I got to yeah. remember me and Daryl probably aren't too far off from each other mm -hmm. whenever we can, whenever it comes to feeling unappreciated or, or, or for our own opinion, for our freedom of thought. Yeah. And, and, and I, in no way have I ever like, like earlier, whenever I was mentioning like fighting again, I just want to clarify with that. Like it was more so in a way of saying what I felt but then don't attach me to the fabric of time many seconds after, because in that moment, I really did feel like Jimmy needed some, I mean, people were getting on him so hard. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, like not to be rude, but this little nerdy guy, <laughs> and I, you know, I we're all, Hey, we're real. parkour athletes. We yeah. all started off a little nerdy guys, probably like, for the most of us. We're not all fucking Adonis AJ over here. Just, oh, teasing no, no. You. just teasing you, just teasing you though. But if you ever seen some of AJ's photos, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but no, it's just like, and, and, and you know, I'm just a bit, dude, I'm an upfront person. Yeah, you know, no, I, 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 I feel you. Yeah. I just want, you know, but it's just so funny because I get online and like people are sending it to me. It's like almost like also people like wanted me to respond to it because of what I've been posting the past mm. few weeks. But like, I, in no way was that I influenced by them. It's just, they were correct. I disagreed with what was happening to him. But yeah, just this nerdy guy with like the super prescribed glasses where his eyes are like, I'm like, this guy doesn't deserve this, man. He makes the coolest videos. Like he didn't mean any of this. And I think just having a soft heart to everybody can help, you know, like uh, anybody uh, there, even people in the best positions. Cause you never know how they're hurting. Oh, especially you know? sometimes those people, because yeah, it takes a lot to be, to be yeah. in that position. You know, it's a lot, a lot riding on it, a lot of pressure. And sometimes in those positions, this might sound controversial too. And Jimmy, we want him on the podcast too. Sorry. Let's go Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, he, like, let's put it on this level. Like George Floyd, right. Tragedy. I think 98% of people agree with that. It's, it was one of the, hopefully a hundred percent, one of the worst things that happened ever in police history, yeah. uh, in terms of brutality, hundred percent, but also imagine where that cop had to be in his life to do that to that person. Mm. And it goes just as deep. That is very controversial, but it's very powerful to like, try to take it to that level. Where can you have compassion even for the most despicable Yes. You know, in your, in your eyes or anyone's eyes person, yes. you know, I, I, I agree that like, it's, 
it's a it's a big move yeah. to make that move but i think it's it's important to to think about that too if we're trying to get to utopia we have to go to both ends and and, and i think about that constantly i think about that's one big thing too is like it, it's also it sucks to say who you support politically because then you do get put in that box but i think about all of these things all the time all the time like i'm like that's why i'm political in a sense is because i'm constantly reading and trying to figure out mm -hmm. where this could all work out together like j well, just and that's so interesting too because sometimes i think people are trying to have two different conversations yeah. and that's where people get caught up you know yeah um like True. you know even with the george floyd conversation it's like all right you know now's the time to have the george floyd mourning and yeah. absorbing of that event and it's you know i I don't know that you brought it up like too early, you know, there's like that too soon thing, but it's like to think about, um, what the officer, you know, who he was and what kind of state he must've been in, what kind of, um, abuse or tragedy he must've faced to, to, to have such a warped view of reality and, and morality. Um, there's a time for that, but if you want to, you know, for example, we know that it would be too soon to be like, at yeah. his funeral be like and what about this guy you know like it depends which attitude Absolutely. you take of it of course too but it's yeah. like you know it's like there's a time and a place for everything and i think yeah. that like that's another reason why jimmy and daryl might have got off on the wrong foot in opportunities because there's a time and a place for for daryl to be heard and for the voices and accents to be Ooh. done correctly and yeah. i think that's what he was alluding to is like maybe now is not the time you know and that's just like I think that plays into it, and it's very interesting because time is such a, yeah. a, a ungraspable concept. But it's it is we make it up mm -hmm. <laughs> in a sense, so, like well, we don't make it up, but we we utilize it in such a weird way with with a society and civilization. Yeah, like, but if know, someone wants to have this conversation, it can definitely feel like, hey, stop drawing attention over here. Where I thought we were talking about this, you know what yeah. I mean? And so yeah. I I understand that objection and why Isn't people. That it, that's so multifaceted mm -hmm. to try and do both. Oh man. That it actually puts people in a different, it, it puts, it makes a whole new box, a cultural mm -hmm. box, mm -hmm. right? Isn't that such a cultural box to say, we can't talk about uh, what's happening in Syria and on the Southern border at the same time. Mm -hmm. We can't talk about this or that. It always has to be this compartmentalized problem. And it's like, I understand that it can bring stress and anxiety to talk about more or even hurt, mm -hmm. but let's just go there for a second as a society and imagine what we could accomplish if we could have the soft enough hearts to feel for everybody. I mean, yeah. like it's, it's hard to, to feel for, for everybody, especially like there's some bad people in the world, mm -hmm. but, but a big thing is, is again, if we go back to that whole Daniel, like God is my only judge, then we understand like we are all truly brothers and sisters like just just as much as i have to feel for you just as much as I have to feel for Dale. I just as much as i have to feel for jared you know like and all of our situations and where we're coming from you know you told me about like you dealing with some bits of of addiction and and, and stuff coming out of uh we're fresh midway through college right like getting into parkour yeah, uh, I mean, like, or, oh yeah, from teenage years to to the end of my college years, and even beyond that, I was, yeah, I was definitely, you know, I was having unhealthy relationships with all kinds of things, substances and, and of I, sort. I I have to feel for that, 
for the Brandon that you are now. Because fortunately, I got to know you, <laughs> you know, and that's what makes people be able to feel for each other. Yeah, we can't even start the step of feeling until we know somebody. And so whenever we saw everything that unfolded this year, we just started like putting boxes everywhere. And we weren't like, well, let's take a step back. Like you were talking about earlier with feeling. It's just, let's just feel this out for a second. Let's not make too many assumptions. Let's not judge anyone yet. Let's just feel this out and, and figure out where we all are and what has all happened. Cause it's like, you know, a big thing that I saw conservatives doing, right. Is they started jumping to George Floyd's record. Oh my no. God. Yeah. It's like, that's just yeah. so missing the point right now. I mean, dude, there's a lot to yes. bring you up there, but it's just, yeah. there's just, exactly. again, there's definitely a too soon. That was too soon. And then there's exactly. also like, it's just, it's so missing the ball. Yeah. That's, and that's, I disagreed with that fully. Yeah. I wasn't like, I, I, it wasn't to me, that was another box that a conservative could jump on to stay a conservative. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's, that's exactly how I thought as that time came by. And then, but then that same thought that allows me to not jump into that box is the same thought that allows me to not jump onto the uh, Derek Chauvin is only a horrible person with no history that I can look at to then be more compassionate towards. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing with George Floyd and where his situation got him in that moment in time where he had that controversial time with that police officer. And, and, and the main thing that I want or at least want to try and project to the world is that people just start being compassionate for every single thing out there. Like that's one reason why I'm a vegan is, is because in well, one from the beginning of the Bible, Adam and Eve were vegans. They only ate fruit from the tree and that's what all the animals fed Except on for that world. knowledge tree until it was all <laughs> over until that. Yeah. <laughs> until the, until the, I would call that the grapefruit tree because I, oh, those nice. things are disgusting, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it, it, it's it, that's why I'm vegan, though, it's for, for animals like I am I, not trying to be an animal activist, but it's the same thing. If I can feel compassionate for some cow sitting out in the middle of a field that can't communicate with me, probably has the mind limited to a one and a half year old to two year old at the max. And, you know, I got to be able to feel for everyone at that point. And I don't do it all the time, you know, mm -hmm. like there's plenty of things that I could have done or said better in multiple situations. But like you said, we're, we're all learning, we're growing. And I, I, I just want to, I, I, I want to communicate with these people in the parkour community better. And I also want to communicate with the people that I know would probably hate me the most at first glance. Cause I feel like, like you were saying, like that would be just such a good thing to prove it all wrong. Like mm -hmm. the ultimate story of being like, Oh, you think this and I think this. Let's be best friends now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, um, yeah, man. Let's let's build a bridge. Let's get in there. You know? I love I love that, man. I just I, I fully agree. It's like we all are in it together. The more we can like have compassion for each other and respect especially when it's hard. That's like when we're gonna grow the most. And I don't know if you've ever done like serious psychedelics but that came to mind recently and i was just like i was thinking about my my one dmt trip that i had which i don't like to talk about too much because i'm not a huge proponent of like putting that kind of stuff out there because it's just it's so intense but 
you know, you have this experience of ego death, um, okay. where it, like your individuality is dissolving, like the kind of the concepts we talked about before and you are dying, you're disappearing and your mind or whatever it is, your ego, whatever that part of you that is like, I'm me and I'm important freaks out. Right. And that's when the surrender comes in. The only way through that experience, as far as I can tell, and from what I've heard and listened to, is to stop trying to fight it. Interesting. And to be okay, be accepting, be loving of the fact that this is it maybe for you. <laughs> or, wow. And it's just so, in it's so interesting because it's only this moment. And what I would say is that it amplifies all of, it's, it's like turning your brain or your emotions, your experience up to like, uh, like not 11, but like 11,000, you know, just like, yeah. and wait, so wait, how old were you? This was, um, 2018. So it was two years ago, 20, nice. 29. Wow. And could you say like it, it, ego death, ego, I've heard that term before. So it's like, that sounds like very letting go of the self, very letting go of the self. And okay. I, I didn't even, I think I, I think I let go as much as I was ready for that day. I think like other people have experiences where they dissolve even more than I did. Um, wow. just based on like the amount that you take and whatever version it is, there's like five MEO, which is like even more powerful, um, wow. than, than standard. And you know, you get this experience, even just, you get a little bit of it with any substance, even with any experience, you're having a little ego death because you smoke a cigarette, you're like a little bit less than, or a little bit different than you were, you know? Um, you're, you're an altered state. If you're drunk, you like start to lose your inhibitions. You're a little bit different version of yourself. Um, if you're really high, if you did some mushrooms, you're like really see the world differently. And then, you know, that's with the more you like are changing and altering your perspective, the more chance you have to maybe have a bad time, I think for with some of these psychedelics. Um, but that's also because some of the, t the bad time is often the people that are most attached to themselves, the sense of self, this ego, this identity that they have, these beliefs that they think are who they are. Yeah. And when you sign, when you, that starts to get ripped away from you because the, you know, the really powerful psychedelics, they basically rip those away from you. Like there's, you just don't get to hold on to them no matter how hard you try. Um, wow. and the harder you try, the more bad time you're going to have that experience kind of reminds you it's powerful because it reminds you that that stuff isn't really who you are. Interesting. And, um, and I, I just thought of that cause it's like, as a society, we're still kind of going through that. We're like, it's, we, we, we were like, you know, you have this feeling. I had a feeling of just like panic, terror, just like, oh my God, like, I do not want to die. Like I just, people don't want that for themselves for, you know, for what their beliefs are. And so they, they're just, no, like, but when you feel what that feeling is like, cause again, it's like, an, it, for me, it's like turning like the PA system all the way up in your brain. Wow. Um, you, f you understand that that feeling is fear. And then when you turn it around and embrace it with love, it, for me at least turned completely around and became like serene balance um and power and true power and just trust again like that that trust that sense of uh oneness and unity with the universe yeah. is it comes through wow. it's very very um that is so beautiful very wild thing for for someone i think and again you know what are these experiences to, to have them you know, I needed that apparently, you know, I asked for it, I called it into my life because I needed to have some kind of, uh, <laughs> experience like that, yeah. you know? And that's do, one of the things that set me back on towards a more spiritual path to be fair, because it yeah. opened up 
it really just reminded me of some things about myself that I felt, you know, because I had been diamonding in, like narrowing my identity into like, you know, this parkour person for so long because I wanted to focus myself. Um, and, and to dissolve the self is, you know, it's, again, it's just a, they're equally powerful experiences. And I think focusing yourself through a discipline like parkour is very powerful. I don't think I'm going to be doing any more, um, super hard psychedelics anytime soon because not because I don't think that experience is valuable, but because I think I want to experience those things without the aid. You know, I want to actually like hold those, those truths that I felt and experienced in that moment throughout time because it's, it's there, it's a fast experience, you know, and all that to say, you know, that was, uh, that was just kind of a long story, but it was like, that is like something that I just was reminded of as you were talking about this, because I'm like, I'm feeling that society is in a place where I was at in that trip where it was like, wow, you're holding on. You don't want, we don't want to let go of what we have. We we think that like, uh, you know, it won't be the same. And of course it won't like literally every moment is like that day to day, but that drug will turn it on so hard that you just, you, you, you go through every lifetime of emotion basically. I've heard of this ego death before. That sounds so out. I, I've had the. That sounds so the what? I'm sorry, but you cut out for a split second. I, actually, I turned it down. Yeah. I, I had the opportunity to do DMT one time, and I, mm-hmm. I turned it down because it sounded so intense. So very brave <laughs> of you to do it. But no, seriously, like, mad props. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't bring myself to do it, but I, I imagine that it's very. Uh, uh, eye-opening and and do you feel like since 2018 you've slowly become a different person because of that that experience alone i mean or not completely different but do you think that that experience alone has shaped some of who you are today 100 percent. i think that you know i I've, I've mind i still mine it i still mine that whole sequence of events i think to put it on that one experience is sort of fallacious because it's it was like 10 years of considering that drug, building myself up, studying things. You know, it wasn't like I was like every night, but in my peripheral, it was there since I was like in college. And wow. then I was waiting for the right feeling. You know, I was like, I'm just going to keep going, whatever. That moment had been a long time coming. So yeah. it was definitely a culmination of a, of a shift forward in my evolution. Uh, at the same time, I wouldn't give it, complete credit to that because I think like I did a lot of work to get myself to that moment and but yeah so it's a it was it it was a crazy experience for sure um it's uh it's one of the it's definitely one of the most intense experiences I've ever had and that was one of the things that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to do it again I was like that was about as intense as I've anything I've ever experienced in my life yeah um and it was over so fast it was like I overcame more fear, like by, by uh, magnitudes of like, you know, orders of 10 more than I was scared of like doing parkour jumps and things like that. And so it was like, holy shit. Like I accessed depths of my being that were like really powerful, but the fact that I was like, it kind of like, it's not that it disappointed me, but I was like, I don't, I don't think I want to, like, I want to access that without, um, stimulation. And I want to yeah. be able to access it and stay there because basically the drug forces you there, you know, or it like, it gives you an opportunity to take, take that, that journey. 
Um, you know, and there's, there's other ones that, you know, ayahuasca is kind of like a longer process of that same drug, but what did you take? So, okay. Nordstrom Compre, mm -hmm. DMT, which one has affected your life more in the physical? Um, definitely, definitely the DMT. I would say the Nordstrom okay. Kong pre was more of a consequence. That okay. was like a side effect. I know it sounds crazy cause it sounds like something I, and it would be something I used to build up to. And I did build up that one in my mind for years as well. Yeah. But I, I, I'd kind of like let go of, the, but that, that power of surrender that I experienced in that moment. And like, yeah. it wasn't just the drug again. It was like, I put a whole bunch of intention. I had like, I don't even do that stuff you know, as much as like that back then I didn't really write in journals and stuff, but I was really like prepping myself for this. But anyhow, wow. that moment released, um, some of my fear in a bigger way of, of being this thing that I was trying to build, you know? And, wow. and that actually caused me to be more effective through my practice of parkour because I wasn't so attached to anything, to any of the challenges I was doing. Wow. Um, and so it actually made it even clearer for me when, yeah. when I could and was, was desiring to do something because yeah. there was still some fog before then of like, do I want to do this because I want to feel like powerful? I want to overcome some fear. And it's like, I just really had let go of all the, that, that at that point. And I don't want to say like, Oh, I'm like this it's, it's I'm still scared of a lot of shit, you know, especially at yeah. Highland parkour. And that's not something I wanted to do. But I was surprised. I was legitimately surprised by that Nordstrom Grand Prix because I didn't, I didn't plan on doing it really. I just kind of yeah. like felt good in the moment, and so it was like, it was an access of these like uh, these energies and vibrations and stuff in a way that I would. And this I would is point post to. DMT. Post DMT. Yeah. Wow. Um, I could say that like, I don't know if you if you'll connect with this at all, but I haven't had any desire to do any uh, consequential parkour jumps ever since becoming a Christian hmm. yeah. at all. Yeah. I, 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 it's almost like after, after I became a Christian, there was just a click and I was like, I have a way bigger thing that I need to be doing than, than uh, dropping off the side of parking garages. <laughs> uh, I, I have a bigger calling than this and I know it. And at the time it was so crazy because that seemed like such a big calling. Mm -hmm. And now doing descents is like, I don't think about it as much anymore. Mm -hmm. Like in general, like as it's like in, of importance. I, I totally relate to, relate to that. I think I leave the door open always for, because, well, at least for now I do, I leave the door open to like being called to do something rather extreme like the Nordstrom Kong Prix. Cause again, I thought those days were behind me, but I was like, I'm doing this and I'm, I'm having yeah. a good time. Like I didn't like build it up. I was like, this is fun for me right now, which was just mind blowing. Like that was a crazy experience in and of itself of like having fun doing probably the sketchiest thing I've ever attempted. Yeah. But the, um, the idea of like, I feel like you exhaust certain energies or you exhaust certain motivations in yourself. And again, this is why I, I've been attracted to these developmental psychology models is because I think as I've grown through my own evolution that, yeah, like certain drives, they, they are complete. Like I've like completed something, you know, 
And that's partly wow. because I put a lot of mission and meaning, I think, into some of my biggest challenges. Yeah. And, you know, I try to like, I try to live in that world. You know, I like to look at the world that way, whether you do or not, where you're like looking at yourself as a character and you're yeah. in your own um, saga, you know, the hero's journey. And yeah. you're, you're trying to like make and understand where your key moments are. Then, then you kind of work through that, you know, and I, I have there's there is a physicality of of you mentally being done with that area of your life like what do you mean by physicality like almost like like you said there's an energy fulfilled Mm -hmm. like almost that energy of your life where you were doing stuff at such a height not saying it's over but at the moment Mm -hmm. that tank is full Yeah. It's like, I needed to know something. I knew it. I learned something that I really needed to, like, I answered a question. Once that question is answered, I don't have, I might do the same thing to answer a different question. And that's why parkour is so amazing and powerful because you can answer. And I would, at least I feel like you can answer so many questions using just that discipline. And I don't know that everything's like that. I think that there's fewer things like that than, um, than you might think, especially because parkour is so visceral. It's like, it's just your human body. There's something there that I think, you know, I think the reason why it came about when it did is because we're, we're on this evolutionary path as a species and we just now becoming interested in what human, human beings truly are capable of when we're at our best. Um, and not necessarily well said though, answering a question like that actually, that hits me more than I was trying to find. Hmm. Um, so like basically you're, you're not closed off from doing something else like that but right now you're not seeking it uh mentally physically spiritually as hard just if it, if it comes across you'll you'll get ready for it kind of thing sorry Kira just walked by and made me laugh <laughs> um yes yes exactly yeah I want to feel the call to it because that's what drove me into it in the first place you know I want to wow. feel called to those things and I want to be true to myself, like you're saying, like, that's, that's one thing that I think we're all trying to get towards is like who we really are. Yeah. And that's, that goes two directions. It's like, you're both going to find that you're everything, I think, but there is like an expression that is you that's important to find as well. You know, you're, you can't just be what I, I don't actually know Star Trek, but I heard it described as like the Borg society or whatever like they're like you're the clone army or something like that's something that i think you know when you you speak about individualism that's what we don't want to lose is like the ability to appreciate the individual because they bring you the unique gifts that they bring to the world and yes and um and then and then then that's what makes it so beautiful that we are in it together because i don't have fucking a fork but you do and i got a knife or whatever you know like we got and together we can eat you know like finding appreciation in bad upbringings like that's actually like if i could go back and and i just want to put this out there too for for anyone listening in terms of where they may be in their life and and who they blame whether it's themselves or someone else if i could go back i wouldn't change anything like I would still go through both of my houses burning down, my dad passing away, living on food stamps, literally having to get myself out of a hole. And I wouldn't 
there's no other way that I could have gone that would lead me to owning my own parkour gym, you know, doing clothing with my friends and, and, and having a beautiful fiance and pushing forward in my life. There's, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, in all honesty, <laughs> the better way to put it, the only way I could have gotten further is if I went through something worse. And I don't mean that in a way as in worse. Worse isn't a bad thing to me as well. Like that's where, that's where, that's where people real. I really bake people's noodles sometimes is it's like, I don't mean worse as in if I had gotten punched in the face 80 times or something like, I don't even see that as a bad thing. Everything is a learning experience. Everything, like everything you getting bullied in high school. Like you, 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 you have two options with every single thing that you do. Like someone, for instance, someone commented one time on one of my videos recently were like, they called, they called out like student debt. Um, the amount of people in prison, a bunch of stuff. And, 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 and I was like, okay, well, let, let's put it this way. I was like, and I used, you know, the example of America is the only place American exceptionalism, another great word. America is the only place that you can move here, not speak English. You can teach yourself English. You can become a citizen legally. Then you can get a job at Whataburger. You can work 40 hours a week. You can live out of a backpack and get a 24 seven membership for like $40 a month. And you can live on the street, mm-hmm. go to a laundromat and just work at Whataburger for months. Then you can go and get a secured credit card for $200. Once you save it up, you can eat at Whataburger only. And then once you get that secured credit card, you can start buying your food with the credit card and build your credit for six months. And while you're at it, you can go get another job at McDonald's down the street. And then you're working 60 to 70 hours a week. And then eventually you get your credit high enough and you put two grand in the bank by living very minimal and and still sleeping on the street. Yeah, six months later. And then you can go buy a car. And then guess what? You have somewhere to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then you do the same pattern until you get to the point where you get into a management position or uh, get yourself into community college and get yourself a certification for EMT or something. And then you go and you make yourself a really high hourly wage. And then you find yourself into society. And then you're in a place where you can just keep climbing. You can come from nothing here, but people don't want to do that. They don't want to think like that. So, and what's funny is I explained this to, to, and I have explained this to someone before and they're like, well, that just sounds horrible. And I'm like, well, that's the problem. You (laughs) see it as horrible and I see it as, one of the greatest things that ever happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, dude, that's a, it's a bummer that like there's that miscommunication there because, you know, I know I could see where he's coming from. It's just like, okay, well, yeah, that he would be great if he could say like, that is amazing that you can do this in this modern world, especially, you know, and looking at far, how far you can come. And it would be better if you didn't have to work two jobs you know, or like, can you imagine with a person with that kind of drive, you with your kind of drive, um, what the, you know, it's just a question and we don't know. And maybe it's not to be answered by us, but if they didn't have to work two, uh, you know, minimum wage jobs to get on their feet and like get a car, if there were more social safety nets or if there were more, if there was just a better baseline, for the people that would be on the streets, maybe they're not on the streets and they don't have to get that far. You know, it's just like that I think is also just, I think it's, I think they're just genuinely curious and 
whether they're coming at it from a pessimistic point of view and they talk to you, they're optimistic yeah. about what human beings might be capable of if they weren't struggling through some there of these, these lower survival needs. Yeah. And, and, I'm not and saying, I think, and I yeah. think what you bring to the table in that conversation, and I, I know you understand both of it is just, and also recognize that like you have to bring, you have to, even if you are silver spoon fed, yeah. Don't forget that mentality that you're capable, that what human beings are capable of, which is to pick themselves up and, and go as hard as they can, you know, um, when, when the going is really bad, you know, I don't know that everyone is built with the same capacity because, well, actually, I think everyone is built with the same capacity. It's just that some people aren't built to execute it in that way. No. You know what I mean? In, in Some Jared. people have like, they have the same intensity of spirit, but they won't be able to apply it yeah. economically. Yeah. They might be able to apply it in different ways. I'm oh, sorry, but keep going. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Jared, we always make the joke that uh, if, if you don't find yourself thinking like, like in that work ethic style, you probably haven't been punched in the face before. <laughs> we, it's just a joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, um, I think what's interesting is, I do think that there's an aspect of communicating to kids better mm-hmm. to then help them believe in that. Like one thing that I, I do appreciate a lot is my mom loved movies, you know? Um, so my favorite movies growing up were like, I am legend. I robot, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Hercules. I, and then man of steel, whenever that came out, like all these hero related, the, the prequels to, um, uh star wars like i i didn't even like the originals i just liked one through three mm-hmm. and and me and my brother would watch those all the time and so i got to grow up watching just the hero's journey over and over again and i was like i want to be that person and i feel like it's so funny in first grade i feel like it should be mandatory that everyone watches hercules <laughs> like why not like why don't we do something like that it's so silly like we we, we instead we I mean, I think it's a little ironic because they made us watch Remember the Titans every year of my life in school, and now we're in this position. I'm like, y'all, like, now society's saying we have to fight over this again? Like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Like, what we need to do is... That's what's so... That, yeah, that's what... That's the paradox of life, right? Is because, like, we know, you know, with children, it's so interesting because they are born with so much ingrained in them it seems like yeah. and we want to teach them how yeah. to, to, to to not see that's maybe the part of it is like i don't think we should be trying to teach them how to survive we want to teach them the right actions the right mentality we want to teach them that great mentality that attitude towards life because yeah. no matter where you are and we've seen it you know yeah. you know like you know that like it's classic, you know, you win the lottery and people end up on the street again, or they, you know, people born into money, they end up with, you know, uh, terrible addiction to, to all kinds of substances because it's still almost again, again, there's always like these two things. There's always an individual responsibility that you, you can, you can take control of, of, of what's your attitude going to be towards your situation. Well, and then there's, Sorry. Your dad can teach you two things whenever you're four years old or your mom or whoever, right? Mm-hmm. They can either tell you the whole world is against you 
or they can say it's you against the world kid and those two things mean completely different things or, or maybe you don't know one's against anybody <laughs> no one's against anybody maybe like no, yeah. you, you know have a good saying? point it's we like, can, maybe we can we... have a coliseum of like right now in 2020 this isn't far off like we have the money to do this we could have in every state a big stadium of a hundred thousand seats and we all have food and we all watch remember the titans together mm -hmm. that's real like that could really be done and it's such a good movie like just that movie alone just teenagers in in the 60s and 70s going through the civil rights era coming together whenever everybody thought it was impossible and they went against all odds to do that and that's based on a real story that's the beauty of it it's, it's mm -hmm. not made up it that's Go, they went against all odds and was just like, no, all y'all yeah. watch what we're going to do. And they, you know, and it's just leading by example. And you're right. It doesn't have to be you against the world. I mean, for American individualism, I think that can help, but I think you're right though. I think if you, it, it, it could even be the whole world's out to, I, I, the whole world is against you, or it could be, um, it's you versus all the problems that are against the world. You know, like it could be anything that that really puts a kid in in a place that makes him feel that he can do anything. Like, yeah. why do we go out? of? That's a big thing is like we often go out of our way. That's something that I actually really appreciate, by the way, from Daryl is his persona is so powerful. Yeah. And his videos and, and, and the concepts, the drawings, everything that comes out. It's like that needs to be shown to more kid parkour athletes. Yeah. And I, yeah, thank God he's got a community around him that is getting yes. to absorb some of his genius because absolutely, yeah, he, he brings, he brings that hero perspective through and yes. through. And he's like, you know, his, his, he's such a powerful individual that brings his mission forward and actually is, you know, helping others like experience that hero's journey for themselves and experience somebody looking out for them. You know? Like give give me give me an example like like or or give me like a what do you think could be done in 2020 to bring people closer together like it could be an event it could be to uh, bring people closer a, a sport anything ooh um that's a good call like <laughs> I mean there's so many things the thing that actually jumped to my mind the first was. You know, I, I thought you were going to go take it in a political direction. And I'm like, I think the fastest thing we can figure out is. Damn, you know, I just don't know, but it'd be something to do with taking money out of um, the political sphere in some way, shape or form, or like trying to, to, to push the influence that that has out of the way a little bit, but as an event, as an event that See, I would want to go global okay. because like this is just how I have seen the world for a long time. And I, I think it's wonderful that there's again with veganism. I take this kind of stance, too, which is just like I, I think it's amazing that people are fighting that fight. I don't feel like it's my fight to fight right now. And the same thing with patriotism for America. I just it's not my fight. Um, yeah. I think my voice is to try to bring us out of these borders and trying to like see you know like that's what i'm just interested in at least um i think i want to see 
building bridges not just between our communities and you know our community with parkour it's like we're so young and small and it's like like we definitely have to work together um yes and we can be the example and we can be the the test grounds for some of these concepts and try to bring them to that big big stage because i see us as a we're i see us as ready more than i mean we're definitely more than ever ready because it's just the furthest along in the timeline but we're ready for a planetary species like truly planetary you know we've explored so much and it's just going to take time and it's just going to be people not wanting to lose that identity because as we as if we come into that collective identity certain parts of culture are going to be destroyed they just are because you can't who did i hear it described that this way it's just like it's it's just not sustainable to hold on to some of the tribe tribalism some more because some tribes are completely opposed at one another yes and so i would like to see donald trump and joe biden like make out i'm just kidding but like (laughs) but i'm just saying like uh i'm just saying like you know i would like to see the presidency shift like what if they had to work together you know in some way what if they like they had to do one thing together they had to bake a cupcake together they had to just do one thing as like a, a pair instead of at odds with each other and see what you know happens. How much more that would bring people together to just see that. Yeah. Like I just thought about that and if how much more like I would have towards Joe Biden and Donald Trump if mm-hmm. that. And here's the thing too. Like that that's another thing being a Trump supporter. If Joe Biden wins, I, I don't care. Like I'm not I cool we all <laughs> practice our, our right to vote yeah that's great yeah and, and and you know what i'll do i'll keep being the best person that i am for the next four years and whenever time comes around the vote again for the midterms and 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 the presidency i'll put my thought out there again you know and and, and maybe a less rude way if you know <laughs> i'll study how this way was rude and i'll tone it down a little bit and uh and that's I think that's the main thing is, is I, and I think you're right. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure how we'll eventually get to a place where like North Korea or Russia or China will be cool with what I get what you're saying though. That would be the it's ideal just, thing is yeah. if we could all just look at each other as humans and there is a collective of being able to just travel wherever. Like imagine if like we could go to China and not have to worry about getting a passport and, and, you know, going through customs the way that we do at the moment, just because we're from somewhere else. It's mm-hmm. like, it'd be like flying to Miami, <laughs> you know, that'd yeah. be cool. That would be great. That would be, yeah. You know, we have, we have so much to do, which is exciting. Uh, yeah. Exciting. What is it? It's, it's energizing is like the word that yay was saying on the pod on the podcast, but it's just, we, did, we have, yeah, we have to think about, we just have to think about ourselves, I think, a little bit in bigger, bigger ways. You know, there's there's so many narrow ways to think about it. It's like I felt this way in high school with this, the, the my high school. And there's I'm probably missing some of it. You know, I'm missing something because yeah. I'm like, all right, I don't care that I'm like the wildcats. I just don't care. I'm like, this is just yeah. where I was born. I'm like, I'm born next to this high like school. That. I never saw it like, yeah, like I'm, it's important to me. And I wasn't on, um, you know, I was I was on like the teams, the sports teams, yeah. maybe enough to like really garner that proud, so that pride. special that, that huh? you were able to do that so young. Like a lot of people can't do that. They have to be on the football team. They have to do this. 
Like, yeah. they, I don't think you realize, like, you're saying it's so plain, like, <laughs> and it's probably because you are who you are. You're well, like, and it's also because I, I didn't feel like I fit in for, for the majority okay. of my youth. And so there was like, it was a gift of not fitting in, you know, that was a hard thing at times, but I was just like, I don't feel like I fit into any of these boxes. Yeah. So I guess I'm not in any of these boxes. And so that can be bewildering for a young, young person, but it was like, yeah, it set the foundation for some other great things to happen. Just like you're saying, like there's things that are difficult. They tend to give you gifts if you just kind of stay in the game. Yeah. Um, but dude, we've, we've done almost three hours. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. We've, we go hard oh, the wow. paint, dude. Every time these are the two longest episodes we've done, they go by the fastest, but they're like, I don't know what it is, but we, we, we got, we got some fire dude when we get together. So we go for yeah, a good I, long time. I, I wonder I was gonna be in if you want to wrap in. Yeah. If there's anything else you want to talk about, let's go into it. I don't sound like I'm hard for time, but, um, um, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably bounce. Um, and then I, I will be in Denver, I think in November. So, oh really? Oh time. yeah. Let's get another yeah. one in person then. Yeah. Let's get a that'd be, real. Dude, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Flowers. You can meet my girl. Oh yeah. Is she coming girl. with? Sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, probably we're, we're... be trying to head down to Dallas as well. Um, really? Sooner or later. I don't know when. Oh, but jam. like, maybe for Winter Jam, but also just like, uh, you know, Lorena has putting together that parkour gym. Yeah, I, I heard. heard about that, but um, I'll be checking that out as 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 that gets completed for sure. That sounds amazing. Whew. Dude, yeah, I love talking to you, man. I, uh, I really do. And I love you, bro. I, re- I mean, I, I know that's such a foreign thing to say, but you, you, you've only shown love towards me, and I don't know what else to say. I love um, you too, man. That's all I can say. I love you. Yeah. I love, I'm just, we're spreading love. We're sharing love. I appreciate everything that you bring to the table and everything that you just, your heart, you know, you wear, you're, 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 you follow your heart. You're, you're opening your heart to all kinds of things. And, I just appreciate that you come at it with, with this open heart and, and kindness and respect and love everywhere you go. And so I appreciate yeah, you coming out and I appreciate it, you. And, and you too, man, you're an inspiration <laughs> for sure. It always have been. So um, <laughs> yeah, cool stuff. Bro. All right. Well, likewise, brother, I'll talk to yeah. you real soon. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Peace, brother. Later, man. Bye. All right. That was it. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you guys, especially those of you that listened all the way through to this section of the podcast. And what can I tell you? Much love. Um, much love to AJ. Thanks for appearing once again. Uh, we'll be excited to, to see him in the, in the flesh. If he comes through Denver, we can get an episode in and continue this conversation. You know, we initially wanted to pull this one off with Max Henry, um, who wasn't able to join us. But maybe for that one, we could get in there. I'm definitely going to reach out to Daryl and see if he's open to that idea. And, um, and all of you guys that are listening, I hope that you don't feel shy, but you feel empowered to also bring yourself to this conversation. If you're interested and go ahead and hit me up, if that's the case, I'd love to, to continue it and have more people and more perspectives on. So, and learn more. Um, that's it. All right. You know what to do. See you in the next one. Bye.